Okay then, guys. So uh, before we begin this week's show, um, just to say obviously there was no show last week, and if you have any noise in the background, I'm recording this in my living room. Um, was no show last week because uh, the second half of it basically didn't record, and um, I didn't want to put out just some thing that just kind of ended. Um, however, uh, managed to salvage the news section, uh, trailers, and our full review of the Netflix uh, Kurt Russell starring The Christmas Chronicles, which I'm really pleased about that we managed to save that. So um, that's going to be on the end of this week's show. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a Frankenstein's monster this week for which you uh, have my apologies. Um, uh, what's the word Um, measures have been taken to ensure that it doesn't happen again basically I'm going to use two Skype call recorders so you know if one fails hopefully the other doesn't so shouldn't happen again and to be fair I haven't had that many recording snafus in in our time so yeah apologies for the the no show last week Uh, hopefully you follow us on Twitter so you uh, knew about that Um, and yeah on with the show so uh, it's as I say it's going to be the whole of this week's show first, and then part of uh, last week's show uh, after. Okay, enjoy. You might find me by the water Waiting for the trumpet call Oh, you see me like a stranger Well, I've been waiting for the storm Singing, amen, amen,
Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 282. One. It's two, because we're going to put one on the end of this, so it's 281 and 282 at the same time. No, that's going to make my OCD go fucking nuts. This is 281. I'll do it in a monkey. You don't be 280 and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is 281, and it has a bit from a re- an aborted record, an. Ne- unnumbered recording. Yes, it does. It, 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 it's it, it's two hundred eighty-one extra. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's two hundred and eighty-one. <laughs> I love the fun we're fucking with your OCD on this one. Uh, so I am your host, Mark Foster. Not never ever, ever. I am joined by. Yeah. Oh no, fuck. <laughs> Decky Foster. Yes. Hi, everyone. Ian Loring. Hi. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, a little bit of a chaotic night tonight, isn't it, really? Did you just call it Dude and a Monkey? I did, yes. Phil fucking... Bastards, it's not Dude and a Monkey. Jesus. I mean, to be fair, that's a habit we need to get out of, but it's, at the same yeah. time, it's gonna, probably going to take a while. Yeah, so, so, so it is Phil Bastards. So basically, it's... the start of this show is a bit of a shit show. It is, yes. Yeah. Um, I literally have got in from work a, a matter of minutes ago, and I... And, and, in full fucking Dante, I wasn't even supposed to be there today. Yeah, I was supposed to be at IKEA, but I had to go to fucking work. So, anyway, I digress. We have reviews of Creed 2. Don't we? Yes, we yes, do. We, do. Uh, we have some trailers, uh, some what we've been watching. Uh, we have a few questions, so thank you for those. Actually, really good questions this week as well. Um, and well, fuck it, let's go through. Has anything happened in news this week? It's been a bit busy, a little bit, I reckon. Um, it's Kevin Hart's hosting the Oscars, which I think is a cool choice. I'm, like, I'm cool with that, yeah. You know, I think he'll stay out of the way enough, but make his making himself known when he needs to. Um, I, I, I you know he's going to do a, you know he's going to do a bit with the Rock at some point. Yes. That then, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love, I love how I found that out by I was scrolling through Twitter this morning, and all these people were suggesting various people, none of which were Kevin Hart for the hosting the Oscars, and I was like, I can't no one's hosting it. It was a big article from somewhere saying nobody wants to host the Oscars this year, and then I went onto uh, Instagram and on Chris Rock's Instagram from seven hours ago, <laughs> seven hours before, was saying. Oh, Kevin Hart, that's a really cool choice for hosting the Oscars. He's stolen my gig again. <laughs> I thought, how are all these people commenting saying that, no, that, that he was doing it when Chris Rock's posting on his Instagram? That's random. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's done it the last couple of years and he's not that well known in the UK, I think it's fair to say. And, it, you know, I, I suppose there's a certain kind of classiness to that guy, but at the same time, and, you know, he's got that late night show kind of thing. But it's just, I don't know. Let's have some fucking high energy. He's going to be very, very happy to be there. And he's going to want to have a laugh shit going on. Like, that That sound. It just seems like a good time to me. I'm looking forward to the Oscars more with Kevin Hart hosting. Yes. Which is fantastic. Um... There's been a couple of other things as well, and I fucking... Um, can we talk about the PSA that Tom Cruise put out? 
Yes. Yes, we can. So, this morning, on our WhatsApp chat, um, I think it was Noel said something about Tom Cruise wants to come round your house and tune up your TV. And I said, but just jokingly, Tom Cruise wants you to turn off motion smoothing. And I didn't know, I genuinely didn't know (laughs) that literally Tom Cruise on his Twitter account had put up a video of him and Christopher McQuarrie talking about the evils of motion smoothing. And the look on his face, the smile on his face at the end... I'm not entirely sure he knows what move, motion smoothing is. He's just given the word. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie has given him words and told him to act seriously. Because, <laughs> like, he smiles at the end and it's almost like he's about to go, what the fuck was I just saying? Yeah. <laughs> like he's saying, doesn't everyone just have a guy who comes in and sorts their TV out? <laughs> I, like, I love it. I just, I love, I love the thought of Tom Cruise just watching a film on TV one day and going like, this looks fucked. Mm. And then phoning Christopher McQuarrie and just going, Chris, why does my TV look fucked? Oh, yeah, which, yeah you can imagine that. Or they've been on the set, or, or literally been on the set of Top Gun there. And they've shot some days and like that and they're re-watching it and going, and Tom Cruise going, this doesn't look very good, does it? And McQuarrie going, oh, I bet they've got the fucking motion fucking thing on. There we go. And he's going... What the shit did you just do? <laughs> let's film something. Yeah, let's. Do people know about this? I, I don't know. At all. We need to tell the people now. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I think it's very convenient that Fallout has just come out on Blu-ray and 4K and DVD, and now <laughs> he's kind of stuck this out. Uh, I mean, fair play. He doesn't mo- mention that, but you know, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. Um, <laughs> It's really fucking cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm not entirely sure that cool is the right word. Hey, for us, this is cool, Ian. Let us have this. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that for a certain <laughs> audience... It's material th- for months. <laughs> <laughs> you coming up. Hang on. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I watched a bit of Fallout in 4K today and realised that motion smoothing was on because I was watching it on an Xbox, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like fucking game mode. I don't want game mode. I just want make TV look normal mode. It's, um, yeah. It's very, very cool that he's, well, for a certain audience, it's cool that he's done this. I think it's... I, I'm kind of tempted to say it's more funny than it is cool. Just the idea of Tom Cruise doing a PSA about motions. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like, what's going to be next? Like Brad Pitt talking to you about the best pair of Dolby Atmos headphones to buy or something. I It just, it's, you know, like, I don't know, like Will Smith talking about how sound bars aren't really the real thing. Uh, <laughs> Like, that, that does seem like the sort of thing that Will Smith would put on his Instagram. Actually, no, that's a point. That's a point. I, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's a fun time. He's so passionate about that he's gone to the effort to do this and put it out there. Like, clearly, it is a case of, like, do the people know about this? We need to take <laughs> we, we, we need to tell the people. It wouldn't surprise you if, if you... If, like, 
if that was the exact conversation that was if, on that. If the next time that you get, that you go to watch, um, like, on iTunes, you go and go, oh, I fancy watching uh, Mission Impossible 4, <laughs> Rogue Nation. Let's watch Mission Impossible Rogue Nation today. You put it on, and then Tom Cruise pops up and just goes, before you watch the movie that you're about to watch, which you purchased, so thank you, could you just go to? <laughs> and then it gives you a little guide about Menu, it. Menu, settings. Yeah. Playback settings. <laughs> no, no, it would not. Well, is it, is it Tom... Tom Hanks has got a um, an app and a book written about typewriters. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm sure... Yeah, he does like typewriters, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a thing. He loves his typewriters. I'm sure there is an app um, called Hank's Type or Hank's Write or something like that, but it's a typewriter app. Is it Hank's like his Twitter name? H-A-N-X. I love that. That is pretty good. Hank's Writer. That's it. Hank's Writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Well, fair play. They've got to off their hobbies. Turns out I have it downloaded. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes. Um, so what else happened in you? Hmm. Look at me expectantly. I don't know. I've just said that. Cool. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, when because Robert De Niro did some uh, of those an evening with in the UK um, yeah. last week, um, and part of the whole thing is a q and A Q&A session. Um, I keep getting emails about those. Like I got emails at a Stallone as well, and it's like you look at it and you're like, that's scam. The, 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 the thing about them is. I, I like the idea of them, and, I, and I, the Stallone one I would have really liked to have gone to. The Nero one, less so, because it, it, he's famous for being a little bit prickly at points, and I think if you get rid of a prickly mood, not as much now as he used to be, certainly, you could spend 200 quid mm. a, a, and go and have a shit night. Yeah. And plus, I, I don't... I, with Stallone, I think it'd be great to listen to him to just talk, because he's used to doing that kind of thing. Whereas the Nero, it felt a little bit... It felt odd. Mm. It's like an odd thing for De Niro to be doing, but he'd be really uncomfortable. It, he was he was asked a question uh, about working with Scorsese again on the Irishman, and he said it's really strange because I didn't work with Marty for over twenty years. He said, you know, I'm still really good friends, see each other all the time, but I haven't worked with him for over twenty years. He said, and then you know. I'm going to be working with him twice in the space of two years. And everyone kind of went, what, twice? What? And apparently, yeah, he's going to be in the um, the next one that Scott says is doing with um, DiCaprio. Which, oh, really? Yeah, it's in a small role, but he's, he's going to be in that, there. That kind of feels like the stream's crossing. Yeah. It does a bit, doesn't it? Um, so it's, it'll, it'll either be Killers of the Flower Moon or it'll be the Roosevelt movie. I think it's probably more likely to be Killers of the, um, the Flower Moon. Mm, mm. Okay. When's the so Irishman's basically going to be what like next Christmas? Are we thinking now? Well, it was supposed to be this Christmas, wasn't it? Mm. Um, but then the, the, you know they've not worked with somebody. Like Scorsese, yeah. where they've given him a passion project and they've gone, I'll oh, keep deliver at this point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Are you ready? No, no. Well, you did say you were going to deliver at this point. Did I? Yes, you did. 
<laughs> put his Excuse me. shoulders because you know, he did the same thing. This is the guy who, who literally pissed off Harvey Weinstein to the point of where Weinstein came in and said, That's it, get out of the editing suite for um, Gangs in New York. But Gangs in New York, and he, and he basically said, All right, fine, edit it without me. And he was like, And you know, I can't. Said, well, there you go then. That's why it took like 18 months behind schedule. <laughs> Massively on a budget, mm. <laughs> but yes, that's that, that's that's quite an, an interesting thing. Um, yeah, everything's sort of ramping up. I think you'll have a bit more news between now and Christmas. Oh, and then. Hugh Jackman! Are oh, you Hugh Jackman? Oh doing? shit! Yeah, of course. I want to watch the shit out of that. Yes, I agree with you on that as well. Oh, hang on, tickets come out on Friday. Fucking hell! Yeah, we still don't really know how much they are. No, that's a bit. That's yeah. a bit more concerning. It is indeed. Um, Playing Manchester. Yes, cool. I don't know how much tickets are, they could be at 800 quid. They could. They'll be tempted. I know you'd still be tempted, that's what fucking worries me. <laughs> uh, right, um, trailers. There have been some. There have. Trailers exist. Some have been. Ian, what trailers have you seen that exist in the world? What trailers have there been? There's so, been... Um, I, you'd think it'd be the big trailer of the week, but I, I'll be honest, it kind of seems like it's landed with a, like a fucking wet fart. The new Captain Marvel trailer. Um, Not is it? Like, it just... Nobody really seems to be vibing on this. And, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of not surprised, really. It just, it's... Right, the thing is... It looks flat. Sorry, go on, yeah. The thing is, I like bits of it, I, 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 I think there's bits of it that look really fun, but I think there's bits of it that look god awful. If this movie is anything, if this movie is beyond two hours long, which it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. I am looking at going. I don't. I I I think I'm going to be really bored by it mm. because they kind of look a little bit bored by it. It's the first yeah. one that feels like they're going look. We've, you've got to watch this so you understand what's going to happen in four. So just bear with us. We know it's a bit crap, but bear with us. Yeah, and, 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 like and that. that that's kind of what it is. It's not also, fucking cool as Captain Marvel. Though. It's just the film doesn't look great. It, the, 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 right. If this was, if if that trailer was for the same character, and you have to have a little bit of what is here, but it was a DC movie. Oh, yeah, was People would be it. shitting all over it. Yeah. The fact that they, 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 they explained the punching the old lady in the first part of the yeah, trailer... Yeah, which was a conclusion that everyone had already come to. Was, ...was a little bit like them going, look, there's a reason why she punched the old lady. Here it is. Mm. Although the Sorry, old lady Daniel. fighting back was funny. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's funny. Mm. Is is that? Do you think they were maybe trying to go for badass, but it's stunt woman in an old lady costume? Yeah, you know it, it's um, yeah. I don't know. It looks flat. The action, what we've seen of it, doesn't really look all that interesting. This um, awful. Nick- the CG looks fucking awful. Nick Fury getting excited about meeting the cat's quite funny as well. Yeah, uh, yes, it is. And I, actually, I will say, I think the Nick Fury de-aging looks good. He kind of looks a little... 
a little too shiny. <laughs> it, it, it's like he's got a shitload of moisturiser on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, baby steps. It, it looks or it looks good for what it is at this stage. Um, and just the story of, like, I, I can't remember who I am, but I've got a feeling it's someone really important. I, you know, I, I just, I don't really, I'm not really into that arc. I mean, I think the fact that they're, you know, apparently the new Avengers trailer is going to be here on Friday and that word had already kind of gotten out when this hit. I think people were a bit like, yeah, all right, then on to the next one. Yeah. And as you, as you were saying, Mark, it's almost like, the, it's almost like it's eating your vegetables before you get to the meat that is Avengers 4. Um, and you, I don't know, you have to wonder whether Captain Marvel is going to be fucking brilliant in Avengers 4, but she's not, but a Captain Marvel, the film is not going to be great. So, so what, how's it working? We've got Captain Marvel is out February in the... uh, March, early March, I think it is. Cut them out of March, and then, and then it's straight up Avengers 4 in May, June? Like late April, early May. And then you've got Spider-Man in July. And Spider-Man in July. But, so they're getting all, all of them done before August. Yeah, well, it's like this year, isn't it? Like, I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp it was August in the UK, but then they yeah. were done. Yeah. Because uh, Disney don't need a Marvel film to really come out in the winter, because they've just got so much fucking product. Well, I mean, to be fair, they don't need a Marvel film to come out in the fucking summer next year. They're fine, but... Um, because they got the new Star Wars summer. Well, yeah, I mean, they got Star Wars at Christmas, but they got Toy Story 4. Um, they got Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion, oh, me, Lion King. Is they all next year? Yeah. Too much. We had this conversation a few weeks back about Disney's output next year. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, it, 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 I think that might have been when we were waiting for Mark, because uh, I think that, <laughs> But it, it like literally, it's you got Captain Marvel and Dumbo either side of March. You've got Avengers at the end of April. Um, you've got I want to say Aladdin in May. Yeah, then Lion King. No, Toy Story four in June. Lion King and Spider Man in July. You know, and it's just a lot of those are going to make a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's nuts. It like it just Disney are fucking mental. And is Frozen two at the end of next year or is that twenty twenty? In in the end of next year. I think it might be the end of next year. Okay, I'm sure it is. You know, and that is going to be just insane. Yeah. Slated for release um, 22nd of November 2019. Okay, so Thanksgiving next year. I mean, that's just fucking... My God. You know, just my God. Yeah, that's mental. Hmm. Uh, Other trailers, what other trailers have you seen? Is that Captain Marvel? Yeah. Looks a bit boring. It's a bit boring, yeah. There's not really yeah. an awful lot to say. It's only a fucking trailer, so you know. Yeah. 
but yeah. it does look. But the tra- the trailers, the trailers not really got me excited. It's maybe go, huh? The new Aquaman trailer. Have we talked about that? I think Ian spoke about it last week. Definitely. But yeah, new Aquaman trailer. Uh, tries to set up the story more a little bit. I think mm. than anything else. Uh, I kind of just want to. I kind of just want to get it seen now. Yeah. It feels like it feels like, it feels like that film's been. We've been waiting for that film a long time now. Yeah, yeah, it has taken a long time to... For, for a film that everyone's going, yeah, get out of the way. Mm. I don't know, I'm still quite excited for it. Mm. The interesting thing I was saying to Bex, did you see that thing that James Wan said about the fact that he'd like to make a Batman horror film? <laughs> no, but yes, please. Yeah, he, he, he said uh, that he'd, he'd really like to take on a Batman, like a full-blown um, horror film. Um that and it kind of feels out of X. James Wan's a a very good filmmaker I think we're all in agreement on that he's also a very smart filmmaker but he's also a very savvy film business guy he, he makes the right decisions and he knows how to market things it wouldn't I don't think it's out of the question for him to have had a conversation with somebody at Warner Brothers about that and then dropped it out there, and he's going to kind of then, if Aquaman does better than they expect, or as well as they expect, go. You know, we were talking about a Batman horror side project. How much? How much would I get? Because mm. you he can make films for budget. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I don't know. It's an interesting proposition. I. It, See how Joker does next year, and if like I, I think it, it's fair game after that if it does well. Mm. Yeah, a lot of it depends, I think, on on how mm. well Joker does next year. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably more hunger for the Joker and Batman horror type films than there is for the DCEU at the moment, though, isn't there? Oh yeah, but it depends on whether or not what sit can help rejuvenate that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Other trailers, what else are we seeing? Well, the biggie for me this week has been Happy Death Day 2. I watched oh, that. Joy in heart. <laughs> fuck yes. The first one's... I, I fucking love the first one. The first one is such a treat. Yeah, yeah. I think all, all, all three of us were very much, very pleased with uh, Happy Death Day, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. And the fact that, yeah, she goes back into the loop again. Fucking love it. And she's just so... And such a abrasive character, and she? she's just she's not very nice. She's not very nice in the first one either. I, I think her arc is quite nice in the fact that she. I think I, I said to Ian, and I said to, to you, Mister Ian, said you've got to get through the first forty minutes because the first forty minutes of the first film, you go in. I don't give a shit. All this is happening to her. She's a piece of shit. But then she <laughs> does start to. You you do start to warm to her. She's a charismatic character i think i quite liked her all the way through i think it's part of the actress's thing she's yeah. a very much a, a charismatic presence yeah yeah no the second one looks fab and looks really really good yeah totally i'm, I'm very interested with the because it hints at what's going on mm. but without giving it away and i really now want to know what how, why is she back in the loop yeah. what's going on yeah yeah I, i'm really kind of looking forward to that being explained yeah. Which it, which is exactly what a trailer should do. 
Whereas the Captain Marvel one just went, look, this is shit happening. Shit happening. Shit happening. Yeah. Lots of shit happening. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like she goes back into the loop, but other people are now dying. So to all, in order to get yeah. through to the side, she could just save herself. But she'd also try to save everyone else. Fuck those guys. One of them's a boyfriend. Yeah, kind of. Mm. Well, I'm, no, I mean, I, I think that's a good idea, though. The fact that she's literally going to have to stop all of them from dying to actually get out of the loop. So it's almost like three or four times more difficult. Be like that annoying bit in a computer game where you have to fucking protect the princess and get her to somewhere, were it? Fucking kind no, of shoot in the head. No. Yeah, no, it's it's escort mission, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. I hate that. I remember having... But I'm on, happy to watch on, it play out on, on screen. On the mm. original Xbox, I remember having a game called Conflict Vietnam that I was really enjoying until I had to do one of those missions and then it killed it for me. Yeah. Killed. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't play it. No. No. Give up. Give up. Fuck that shit. They are annoying. Yeah. Uh, any any other ones that we've seen? Think. I th- no, I think that's it for me. To yeah. be honest, thinking about it, yeah, I think that that's it. There's there's there's, there's not a, a great lot of trailers wise coming out. Really, I think we're, we're going to start getting the Oscar bait. Well, the Oscar bait movies all all come out really, haven't they? I think we're going to start yeah. getting a lot of the um, most early summer movies. Mm. I'll start coming out around Christmas time once the those wave of movies come out. Excuse me a second. Sneeze. Sorry about that. Here we go. Oh, you can't sneeze just once. It's weird. You don't sneeze properly. I sneeze incredibly. No, you sneeze like just, just well, what? like you're expelling dust out of your nose, which is exactly what it is. But then you don't get any joy out of sneezing. No one gets joy out of sneezing. Sneezing's good. No, um, sneezing is nasty. Um, right. Should we move into our feature review? And why not? You ready? You don't think I can beat him? Is that what you're trying no. to say? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not going to be here forever. Then what's that supposed to mean? It means you got to do some smart thinking. Oh, you want to talk about smart decisions, Rock? You in this house all alone. Who's been taking care of you? Me. I've been here for you. Who else you got? Listen. I'm taking this fight with or without you. Creed 2, um, which is the sequel to Creed, funny enough. You've been referring to it as Creed Dos all week. Have I? Yeah. Didn't even notice that. Creed <laughs> Dos, apparently. Um, it's written by um, Stephen Capella Jr. Uh, and written by um, Jewel Taylor and Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure, um, no, Ryan could be is not even credited as a producer. He's, he's an exec producer. He's an executive producer. All right. Uh, it sees Michael B. John uh, returning in the role of Creed. Celeste Lowe returning in the role of Rocky Balboa. Uh, Tess Thompson's back. Uh, and Dolph Lundgren uh, is returning to the role of Ivan Drago. And this time he's bringing along his son. There's a lot of sons in this, isn't there? There so, is. Many sons. Yeah, so he's bringing along his son... Uh, and I can't remember what his son's name is, and it doesn't appear to be in Victor. The, uh, no, Victor, but the actual actor is Florian uh, Munitero. Big Nasty. Yeah. Uh, 
Also, yeah, uh, Tony Duke's son is in it, known as Little Duke. Little Duke. Uh, played by uh, Wood Harris, which mm. is, uh, and that's why I always like seeing things, because I think he's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, he's one of those, like Marshall Ali used to be, uh, and Sterling K. Brown used to be, uh, like John Hawkes has been, and William H. Macy was for a while, where it's that actor from that thing. <laughs> Nobody actually knows their real names until they do something big, yeah. and then uh, it goes from there. So that was, it's, it's always, it's always nice to see. Um, so it falls on. You haven't mentioned that Rocky's son's in it. Uh, Milo Valentino. Yeah. I, I can never remember it, so I just say a word really quickly and hope it's very right. Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bobby Balboa. What was he in? Was he in Heroes he was from? He was yeah. In a lot of things, but actually in Heroes, the best, the, the, the best thing that I ever saw him in was uh, a terrible movie. Um, the Adam Sandler movie um that's my boy where where he, he has a wrestling match where he keeps hitting himself in the crotch and literally in a terrible movie him and vanilla ice are the best thing in it i remember some really weird horror adjacent um, movie that we watched pathology. oh yeah where, where, where basically it's they, they they just him and a girl seem to have sex in places where you go should you be having sex there? <laughs> that doesn't look sanitary. There's a dead dude next to you. That's weird. Anyway, Creed 2. What was that film called? That's going to bother me. What was it called? Pathology. Yeah, Pathology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's skipped forward. Uh, Adonis Creed at the start of the movie uh, is... Uh, remember, guys, we're all spoilers all the time. It, he wins a boxing match to become the heavyweight champion of the world and then is challenged uh, by Victor Drago uh, to a, a match and he takes it. Victor Drago is not a particularly well-known boxer because he's been living in the Ukraine with his father after his father was essentially exiled for um, for losing to, to Rocket. Um, so you, you have that going on. Also, well, it's around the same time, he finds out that um, Tessa, we'll get into this, but I'm trying to build the story a little bit. Yeah. But Tessa Thompson uh, is pregnant uh, and he takes the fight, but at the same time, Rocky tells him that he can't train him because he can't. He never says that he thinks he can't beat him. He just thinks he's taking the fight for the wrong reasons. And there's a lot of a lot of people telling people they probably should be saying stuff. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of oh, you should be saying that. that was a low blow. A lot of low blows for a boxing movie. <laughs> Emotional low blows. Emotional mm-hmm. That's below the belt, and that you're not allowed to do that. Um, so, Ian, Creed Two. Um, what did you think? Yeah, there's many emotional low blows. Um, it it's interesting. This it does every single thing you expect it's going to do, as a lot of sports movies do, and it's very very enjoyable. Um, I rewatched Creed before uh, before watching this, um, and that film for me at this point is a five star banger. Um, Creed's a fucking incredible film. Um, and I, this film just never has the pure 
cinematic highs that the first one does. Um, and I also think it's a little bit saddled by the fact that the character arc is very, very similar to the first films, except this time he's world champion. So, you know, it's, again, it's like trying to live up to a legacy from the past, but the more affecting emotional story is Ivan Drago's, um, I think, overall. Um, And also... It's kind of disappointing how Tessa Thompson just kind of becomes pregnant wife. You know, like she, she just she feels a bit more ornamental than she than she was in the first. In the first, she's giving as good as she gets quite a lot. Um, With this one, she is more passive. Uh, uh, Can I just interject? Yeah reason slightly on that yeah i uh, from what i understand her role had to be written down slightly why uh because of scheduling okay fair enough dave made her character worse which is a shame i would say um but i think michael b jordan is very good um, I don't know. It's just even like I really, I, I really enjoyed it. But it's like even the training montage just isn't quite the blood pumping thing that it is in the first. Like nothing gets close to the moment where he is fucking running and then he stops and he's cheering and going yeah with all those guys cycling round him and that music's just fucking flying. It, nothing does that and nothing hits me emotionally like I want to prove I, I, I want to like oh god what's the line I want to prove I'm not a mistake Yeah, you know and like that is just that is the arc there with this one I mean what is what is the arc it's Realizing you've still got something to fight for, even when you're world champion. I think it's. It, it, uh, do you want to get? You want to get your bit? What do you think of it best first, and then I'll I'll, I'll get into mine. I, I think that the, the the arc of it is. This is the film where he steps. I think this is the film where he steps out of his father's shadow, and he's 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 closed the chapter in that. He still felt he had to prove that he was more than just. Apollo's son. Yeah, and he says at one point something, doesn't he, about I always felt like he was there and he was talking to me and guiding me and now he's not. Yeah. Stepping out of the shadows, potentially removed. Yeah. That kind of, the feeling of having him on his shoulder and going, right, what would he do? Mm. And he ends up a little bit lost. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. What do you think of the film? <laughs> I liked it. Um, I did. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm a bit funny with boxing films because I like boxing films, but I don't like the boxing bits in boxing films. Because there's too many crunchy sound effects and too many oh, people. Crunchy. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, the, the reason the why where he breaks his ribs again for the second time, I'm fucking hell! I wanted to like crawl under my feet. Well, the reason why boxing movies work as a sports movie is the one boxing is one of the few sports that you can film in a film 
and make it more a lot more interesting than an actual boxing match. The vast majority of boxing matches are crap. People don't admit it, but they are. They're crap. I never watched you, Occasionally, you will get an incredible boxing match and you'll have a little flurry. You know, in the, in the early and mid mid-90s, you had a great set. What is it? Nowadays, it, it's, it's a little bit... It's people trying to stay away from each other and not get hit. Yeah. It's a little bit like, like that. You had a fan store where we could go with Fury and what is it? But I watched the highlights of that and was like... Really, is that what's considered a great fucking classic nowadays? So that's why they, they use boxing, is because you, you can make it more interesting than the actual sport is. Whereas if you try and film a lot of other sports, it's quite difficult because you've got to build up that emotion with it, I think. Yeah. So, no, sorry. Yeah, so anyway, so the um, I, I do like boxing films and I like all the original Rockies. And I liked Creed. I, I wasn't as keen on it as everyone else was. Whereas I can sit here and say, I appreciate that that's a really great movie. I personally didn't like it as much as everyone else. Yeah, fair. Um, Tessa Thompson annoyed me in it. Tessa Thompson annoyed me a fuck ton more in this one. She was almost unbearable. Um, but I did enjoy it. But yeah, you are right. The training montage wasn't a patch on... It, it, it wasn't anywhere near what it should be for the type of movie and the people involved that are and the movies it's trying to follow. The the massive kind of set piece that was the training montages in the Rocky movies, it was like a watered-down version. Yeah. And the storyline was like a watered-down version of the original Drago movie. Yeah. Wasn't it? The only difference was he didn't fucking die at the start and it wasn't someone else fighting, it was him following it up, but it was the same kind of, the same beats. Isn't yeah. It? You can do with boxing movies, but yeah, but I don't know. It just you know, actually, actually, it's got more. It's got it's got it. It, it is a little bit of a combination of Rocky Four and Rocky Three. Mm. I think the, the the worrying thing, if I was one of the filmmakers, the worrying thing for me would be the the real great bits of this movie were the bits with Stallone and he's stepping back. The Rocky music playing. We can't yeah. really use that if Rocky's not in it. And for one of the high points of your movie to be something that harks back to the original thing, no. is, it would be disappointing for me. And Drago being back in it. I keep putting it in there. I'm sorry. Yeah, do, yeah. I'm sorry about that. It's a, it's a franchise that's very close to my heart. But I apologise. I, I just feel like I would be concerned if the, if the high points of my movie were the stuff that I borrowed from the old ones. Yeah. I, like I say, I think it was a perfectly serviceable boxing movie, but it didn't do an awful lot for me, really. I won't be rushing to watch it again when it comes. You can say something now. I can see your arms fucking bursting. Go for it. <laughs> you fucking loved it, didn't I you? I did, yeah. I fucking yeah, loved it. Well, yeah, of course you did. I, I, thought it, I, I, I think I like it more than Creed. Oh, fuck off. I think I do. Um... I do, yeah, I think I do. I, 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 what I'll say there is, before I decide fully on that, I will need to re-watch Creed. We meant to re-watch it, didn't we? we but um, we got disturbed by my work plans changing. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the great, you are right, the, the great points of it are the, uh, the interactions between Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone, who have a great on-screen chemistry uh, between them. 
Um, I think it helps the fact that Michael B. Jordan's a very good actor. Um, I didn't rate him in this. And Stallone, I think he's fantastic. I think he was as good in this as he was in Creed. I I think I disagree on that. Um, I'm right, so... Uh, (laughs) And Stallone, he's so eased into that character. You know, his character, he invented Rocky. Yeah. That, that's what a lot of you have to remember is these are these are his characters. Um I, so Tessa didn't annoy Tessa Thompson didn't annoy me as much in this one as she did in the previous one. No. She didn't oh. bring she won't there as much. Uh Whatever she was. Oh, but she's got an incredible voice, remember? An incredible voice. That bit where she's fucking singing, I wanted I wanted to stuff something in my ears. It was horrible. She has not got an incredible voice. Anyway. So And I fucking like Tessa Thompson. Yeah, I, I don't really. Um, yeah, I think Michael like, Jordan's great in it. I think the... I, I like the... I, I liked the the look of the film. I, I felt it didn't... It, 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 it. Ryan is a very, very good director. There's no getting away from that. And, it, but, and he's a very visual director. And like you were saying there, Ian, there's a lot of great cinematic, visual sort of pieces within Creed that that aren't really in this as much. I'm here. Thank you, Siri. Um, that that aren't really uh, in this as much. But I liked the fact that it it, it felt like um, Steven Spielberg was was letting the movie. Um, be its own star, whereas Kugler, and this isn't a criticism of Kugler, it, he puts little inflections of himself within there, and he's quite a he's a he's a flashy director, and that is a very very good thing. Um, it, it but it it does it does feel like it's directed by a different person, which isn't a a bad thing, but it's just some people connect differently with with those. I've connected with it more than that. Ian's connected with it, and I've connected with it more than you have um, on, on that there. Uh, the story is quite basic, and it is quite standard, and literally, it, it's there's not a great deal to it there. But the strength of it isn't the story. Strength of Rocky films has never been the stories. The strength have always been has always been the characterizations and the character interactions, and I think that continues. There's a great my favourite bit of the movie is. Um, I've got, I've got two favourite bits of the movie. One of them actually happen, but it did in my mind, so I'm going to count it. Two, right, you like this film better than Creed, but one of your two favourite films from the uh, moments from the film didn't happen in the film. You've made it up. Kind of. Right. Bear with me. Bear with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so the first one is the conversation that... Um, that Rocky and Adonis are having after they've made up and he's talking about the baby and she said they said that they're going to call it Anora is it? No I can't remember what they call it but absolutely yeah um, and Rocky says hmm have you thought oh, about yeah, something yeah. like Kate or something like that and, and Adonis says Kate Creed and Rocky goes yeah it's a nice ring to it and then he goes you do know she's going to be black don't you? <laughs> And, Rock, and Stallone responds, and it, it just—it's it, those little beautiful moments that that I really that I, I liked. And honestly, I was worried that Stallone—the first one—I expected Stallone to die, and he didn't. 
this one, I, I didn't have that going into it at all until Stallone said he that that's, that was going to be the last time he was playing it. And I thought, oh, Christ, does he die? I'll, I'll be... <laughs> So every moment when Rock is in it, I was there going, holy shit, is this the moment that he dies? And I could feel myself going, no, please don't die, because I don't think in my in my fragile state at the moment I can take this. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, that opening scene where he's kind of like reflected in the mirror and he's talking to him, I thought he was fucking dead. Yeah. Sorry? Did you think, oh, God, no, the entire movie is going to be him and Rocky's not going to be there and he's going to be talking to him and we're not yep. going to know. Yep. They're going to six senses. I did think that as well. It was just, it was weirdly shot. It was It was weirdly shot, wasn't it? The At least that would have been a fucking interesting The fact that everyone yeah. else left the room and then he's talking to him from the mirror and then he's, like, circling him. Yeah. Thinking, oh, God, he's dead. Oh, Christ, he's dead. What's going on? And, and yeah, I had, I had that. Um, but but I did think it was a diary. My bit right. I'm going to tangent slightly to explain this. Right. One of my favourite goals of all time. Right. Is it makes sense? Right. Right. Is Luis Suarez against Arsenal, 2014, when we beat them five-one. Right. And. A corner goes in and gets headed out and Luis Suarez hits a shot from 40 yards on the volley he has no right to hit and it goes screaming into the top corner. Except it doesn't. It hits the bar and goes out. But I don't care. That is one of the greatest goals that has ever happened. I don't care if it doesn't actually happen. This is my best death in a movie Miller's Crossing Jordan McGrath moment. Right? That's... That is quite the callback. Right? I just, <laughs> fucking bravo, yeah. Right? So, in this movie, we've had the opening credits, <laughs> where it says Creed, right? And we have the titles, and then we have the, the, the match that he's won, and then he climbs up on the ropes, and he does the arms out. So he's in the corner, up on the ropes, and he does the arms out to the crowd... There, that is the moment where Stephen Capel Jr. should have gone, bang, freeze, because it's it, he, he's in the far side of the picture. He's not centre, he's in the far side of the picture, right? And in that moment, my brain took the credits, the, the title things, Creed 2, and placed them across, going up to where he was in the corner, Creed 2. Snapshot and then moved on, and I went. That's some fucking cool credits. But they were title card, but it wasn't. It didn't actually happen. But in my mind, it happened. So I'm taking it as a win. So one of your favourite points in the movie, even though it didn't happen, was just him stood in a corner with his arms up. And then, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's it. That's <laughs> I that's throwing some fucking shade, that is, Becky. Congratulations. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't care. I, I think, I think She's that's... right, though, Mark. You're an idiot. Not I, I admit free that I'm an idiot. Um, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I was emotionally invested and emotionally connected throughout the entire thing. With who, though? What? With it's... Rocky yeah. and Adonis. With her? Yeah. I don't, I don't find that with his character. I, I think he's a bit of a knob. Well, he's a bit of a knob, yeah. 
But Rocky, you kind of loved him. But you have to have that foil for Rocky. Rocky's, like, Apollo was a knobhead. Paulie was a knobhead. Yeah, Paulie was a knobhead. Apollo was like a lovable knobhead. Even Adrian was irritating as shit. She was, yeah. But Rocky is, he's that warm little fucking centre of it all where he's always trying to do what's right by everybody. And it, it fucks him up completely. And it's because he has very... His character, he isn't bothered by the money or the fame or the what is it. He it, it, he just wants people that around him. He wants people around him that he, that he enjoys spending time with and that understand him and that, that, are, that are there. He's he's such a simple yet beautifully complex character, which is fine if it were a Rocky movie. But it is a Rocky franchise movie. What made Creed and what got it was the emotional beats that that were brought by having Rocky there. So what happens in Creed three when he's not there? I don't think there'll be a Creed three. Yeah. No. He's working up. I, I, I don't. I don't think there will be anything there needs to be. What I will say is, if there is, and it doesn't stink of contractual obligation, then at that moment, that will be really interesting to see how they, they take it from there. Mm. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, like Michael B. Jordan does not need to say yes to Creed Free. To be fair, the way Tessa Thompson's going, I don't think she needs to say, say yes to Creed Free either. No. Um, I think the only way Creed Freeze happens, and I think this could happen, is after Black Panther 2, Ryan Coogler comes back to close out a trilogy. Yeah, which 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 which, which could happen. What I think also is, is quite interesting is uh, Michael B. Jordan has recently said that he'd like to look at getting into directing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it, like, I'd... I don't think Creed Three. I, I don't know what they do with it. Well, Stallone's said that he, he doesn't want to. He he that he that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want Rocky to be in the next movie. If there is another movie, he doesn't want it to be there. He thinks it needs to. Creed needs to. It needs to go in its own direction. Go in its own direction. Yeah. But he's he's still going to be involved in a writing capacity in some way. He's not necessarily as the main writer. I don't know. It just it can't. I, I can't help but feel that they maybe got a little bit lucky with this yeah. because literally the reason why the film works is because Drago is not just a generic villain. Um, or well, neither of them are. Yeah, and his his art's quite nice. I, 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 I think, yeah, I mean, I think both of them are. I mean, like Victor Drago, just the fact that he's this guy kind of like born and raised in hate who still who feels not 100% about what he's doing. I mean, I think that sequence in like the Russian embassy or whatever that is, that's a great fucking sequence. Oh, that, where, where, where she comes in. Yeah. Because when, when, you, when you hear somebody coming in, you go, oh, shit, it's not. And it is, and the fact that she doesn't acknowledge him at all, mm. and it's her son like sat across, and she knows it, and he knows it. And I think the fact that he's not, the fact that he's clearly terrified of his father, mm. mm-hmm. is interesting. I think he's not. He doesn't seem scared of him as such. More of 
scared of disappointing him. No, I think he seems scared of him as well. There's moments where he looks at him and he, it, for such a, a big physical character... He looks like a fucking five-year-old kid. He shrinks. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, some, there's some really subtle and very good acting done there in the fact that he seems to shrink away from it. And it's like, it, it is like, yeah, he's scared and disappointed, but he's physically scared of him. He, 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 there's a an underlying current that the Drago has quite literally beaten the living shit out of this kid mm. to get him to that point. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's what happens to him, isn't it? Um, it it's a different point. It was he was Drago was manufactured to be perfect, mm. whereas but he was using all of the what is it? He was a, a virtually fucking grown to be that, yeah. and then when it didn't work, it what is it? Um, I actually felt a bit sorry for Adam Drago in this. Yeah, I'm not sure in this you do it. He, he, he's he's so desperate to be back in the the fold that he's he's raised his son as a tool to get him back in it. Yeah, but the fact that, the fact that he, they've, they've basically created him to be this one thing, and when once he didn't do it, they've just cast him aside. Mm. And what do you do from there? Well, that's it. It's, it's a, once you realise that, you know, not, there's, there's an interesting story there, and I, I, can, I can see your point in on it. it is, that possibly is, is the more interesting story but it, it's, that, that we don't get to focus on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, the... I don't know, the key emotional thing with Adonis and uh, Bianca is that their kid might be deaf. And that just kind of feels a bit emotionally heartstring pulling in a bit of a fucking blatant way. It contrived. Yeah, yeah, contrived's the word. Yeah, yeah. Um... That's it. I don't think there's... I mean, I think Jordan is good, but I don't I don't really feel for him. And, you know, it doesn't... Apart from that aspect of it. And, you know, and uh, Bianca, I mean... Because the thing is, the, the first one, she's talking about her singing career. And then in this one, she's talking about LA to get on with her singing career and things like that. But then it's like... She gets pregnant. She has the baby. There's no more singing. It's like she goes to the studio at one point and she signs, you know, she signs a deal before she realizes she's pregnant. And there's none of that. And you know, I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting if Creed Three was fucking what, like a Star Is Born, but <laughs> in the boxing world or something. You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, it, it ends with Michael B. Jordan killing himself after giving his dog a steak. <laughs> Him as like the third in boxer, and her as the rising singer. Straight up. Yeah, I'd watch or, that. Or, no, or she becomes a female boxer, like wins <laughs> Olympic gold, <laughs> and you know uh, eclipses him. She defeats pretty Ricky Conlin in his first ra- fight out of jail, <laughs> and then becomes a bigger legend than he ever was. Yeah, I'd watch that. There's legs in this. <laughs> Let's get going. And then he, he tries why, to start... Why are we writing movies? He tries to start a singing career and then pisses himself, but not because he's drunk, but because he's scared. <laughs> like extreme stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Creed 3, done. Box off. Um, 
Are we done with Creed 2 then? I think so. Uh, I, yeah, I'm definitely not shit. I like tipping again, I'm an idiot, so... No, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit. It's just, it, it is very much a qualified one. Yeah. I think we need a more nuanced fucking rating system. Oh, you fuck with our rating system. It's definitely not shit, but it's not great. Well, how many how many bastards of out of five would you give it? Oh no, we're not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, our audience vote was definitely not shit. Seventy five percent. Okay. Touching cloth zero percent. Mm-hmm. Shit thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. And geostorm twelve percent. Interesting. I'm fine with that. It's been it's been well received actually. I think the, the film in general, which I think is quite is is heartening. Um, mm. Ian, what have you been watching this week? Um, only a couple of things for me. I've been playing a lot of uh, Forza Horizon Four on the Xbox, um, which is the most fun. Just the most fun. I put a couple of videos up of it on our Twitter. Uh, yeah. Of just me deciding I don't like roads. So I'm just going to drive through fields and smack into trees and stuff to get places. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not the point of that game, but it lets me. What is the point of the game? Driving. Just driving. Is it like a racing game? Yeah, it's a racing game, but it's like it's an open world kind of thing and it's set, this time it's like set in Britain, but like a kind of obviously a condensed version. Um, but it's interesting because it's like there's different seasons, what, so it kind of it just affect like which really affect how you actually take on the the races, um, and yeah, it's it's just it's an open world racing game, but it looks very nice. It handles really well, um, and it just it's more about going fast and doing stunty shit than it is about tuning the cars and learning the courses and stuff and that that's what more what i appreciate um so yeah uh that that's that's taken up a fair chunk of my time this week which is which is fine um but yeah got i now have a 4k blu-ray player so that's fun what um, mm? i was just gonna say just just while we're tangenting onto games yeah 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 do it uh, Mark showed me a, a trailer for a farming simulator. Yeah, there. farm simulator nineteen. Kind of really want it. Yeah, I could farm the shit out of that farm. Yeah. Do you get to buy like new equipment? Yeah, you do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to market. I do think you got to market. Yeah. Do you have to be involved in the slaughtering of like livestock. I don't, uh, I don't want to do that. What, you play horror games. You'd love that. Yeah, but they're not innocent creatures. They're baddies. Mm. I'm gonna have to look and see if this is available on the, the PlayStation because I think you need to stream this. <laughs> Farm Simulator, it is, yeah. Yeah, it fucking is as well. I, I think I think that could be your 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 New Year. What is it? Your YouTube thing for the New Year, Bex. Farm Simulator. Thirty one ninety nine in Argos in PS4. Oh, that's tempting, that isn't it? <laughs> Guess what you're getting for Christmas? Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, meet the animals in this brand new gameplay trailer. <laughs> Farm con. Oh my god, they have a con. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's a big thing. <laughs> Former t- farming simulator championship. Form a team of three and beat the best time of the others to become the next farming simulator champion. They've got a YouTube channel. Excellent. 
this. Yeah, you got to get on it. Oh <laughs> shit! There's an iPad. There's an iPhone version. Is that? Hang about. Four ninety nine. Become oh. a modern farmer. You have access to over fifty farming vehicles and machines. Um. Use realistic tractors, plant and harvest six different co- crops, breed pigs and sell them for profit, feed your cows and sheep to produce and sell milk and wool, uh, ooh, harvest wood with dedicated machinery and sell the timber. I'm telling you, any of this game, Max. Not the iPhone version, the PS4 version. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Well, that's something, isn't it? That's something. Right. <laughs> couple of things for me. Yeah. I was very excited about this last week, and we watched it, and I had a very good time. A, crin- a Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Watched it on Saturday, stone cold sober. Donna literally said half an hour into it, I'm going to have to open the wine because I can't get through this. <laughs> um, brilliant. Um after the events of the first film, spoiler alert, a woman whose name I've forgotten, who's a journalist, uh, she's getting married to the king of Aldovia, and uh, he's he's having some tough times with the, his subjects because money seems to be going missing from the country's economy, and it may or may not have something to do with some of the people close to him. Oh dear. Um, and the wedding is getting out of hand because of royal process and she doesn't want that. She wants to wear her fucking trainers to the wedding and she's going to, damn it. Spoiler alert, she does. Um... And hijinks happen for an hour and a half. Um, it's quite shabbily made. There's a conger at the end. Of course there is. And I think next year we will have a Christmas prince, the royal baby. And yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> it just, it's fucking... There's a scene where the prince is riding a horse in this one that just looks like the most budget Lord of the Rings shit you've ever seen. It's incredible. Um, there's a tobogganing bit with some of the best greens, the, some of the best worst green screen you've ever seen. Um, a lot of Apple product placement, which I respect. Um, and yeah. It's a Christmas Prince, the Royal Wedding. You, I don't know. You pay your money, it takes your choice. You know what I mean? It's it, it is exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, but I quite enjoyed it, and I was sober, so you know, fuck you. You're not going uh, fine. No, 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 no. Um, sorry. That's commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try, I try, and yeah, I got through it. Uh, better. Maybe not as enjoyable. Um, the Michael Caine fronted documentary My Generation, uh, <laughs> which is on Netflix now. Um, yeah. So it's Michael Caine talking about the 60s. 
Except, well, I say he's talking about the 60s. He does these like little interstitial bits. But then a lot of it doesn't really seem to have anything to do with him. Um, he interviews people, kind of like talking head type stuff, even though they're not on screen. It's just over archive footage. But again, it's weren't the 60s great. You know, there were women and we could express ourselves and there was music and there was art and we all knew each other and had a great time. But I don't know. It just kind of feels like Michael Caine just turned up and was told to say some words. Like there's about, there's about a 15, 20 minute section about drugs in the sixties. And Kane at the start of this section just talks about how he only ever smoked marijuana once and he laughed for five hours and then he never smoked marijuana again. And then it's a scene all about LSD and pills. But there's no personal experience from Michael Caine because he's like, I smoked marijuana once. So it's like, well, if this is Michael Caine-fronted documentary about him taking us through a journey of his 60s, then why do we have this section about drugs that he had nothing to do with? It's... It's odd. I mean, like, they're telling all these stories, and at one point, he's interviewing someone, and she's just like, but you weren't, re- you weren't really there. You, you, were, you were very serious about, about, about your role. You, you took your craft seriously. And he's like, yes, I did. It's like, okay, great. But then he's interviewing these people about this stuff that, he, that they're acknowledging he wasn't really there for. Um. And by the end of it, I was just like, right, okay, so has this kind of shown that Michael Caine, this was his generation, but he wasn't really that much of a part of it? Um, Sort of my generation. (laughs) Yeah, it's odd. Um, And, I I mean, like, you got, I I don't know, you got some big names in there. I mean, Paul McCartney's there. Um, Keith Richards. um, David Bailey, the photographer. Uh, Twiggy, um, uh, Marianne Faithful, um, you know, it's some interesting people from that era. Just a bunch of people I don't want to mention that. Yeah, no, I mean, it just, there's, they talk about the rise of it and then how it kind of ebbed away. But none of it's ever criticised. It just, it, it feels a bit just like a hagiography for these people. And... You know, if if you like these people, I suppose there's value to be had for that. But it's not really a, a, a. Is it a documentary if you don't really learn anything? I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was odd, and I mean, obviously the 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 directors obviously got a great respect for the era and the people, but I'm just not that interested in watching someone be respectful about it and not really question anything. So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you if, if you're so inclined. It's 85 minutes long. It passes by quickly enough, and shit, it's on Netflix. So you know, it won't cost you any extra. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was I was mildly disappointed by it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I hovered over it, and then when I don't think I can be asked listening to Michael Caine talk about the fucking sixties. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Then just don't watch it. You know. Um, didn't hate it, but it's just not really much to it. So, yeah, uh, that that's actually it for me, um, weirdly. I've, I've kind of got a feeling I've got something else in the fucking background. I can't remember for the life of me what it is, so I'll, um, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll move on, I'll move on. 
Uh, we we watched a much more interesting documentary than it sounds like yours was. Uh, okay. Yes. Watch the the suede documentary that's um, just come out. Oh we, yeah. Okay. Noel's been all about this as well, hasn't he? How was yeah. it? Me and Noel do a little thing on it. Should we leave? Should we leave? Should we leave that and maybe get Noel on the next one and talk yeah, about it? We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. it's more interesting than your sixties one sounded. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll do that as a separate bit. Um, we also watched our first Christmas movie of the year. Um, the Christmas Chronicles. Well, yeah. Second, yeah. Second then. First of December then. Um, kicked it off with Christmas Vacation as we usually do. Yeah. Um, there's, there's not an awful lot to say about Christmas Vacation that's not... No, I've been talking about it for six years every yeah. year on the podcast. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is a fantastic movie. One thing that I did notice this time around that I haven't really sort of sort of recognised before is the faint feeling of uncomfortableness that I have when Beverly D'Angelo is wearing the the the, the shirt, the Christmas shirt with the titty hole. Yeah, the titty hole. Yeah, talking about quite a, a, a titty hole. Yeah, well, it, that's just what it is. And every time she leans forward, you can just see her boobs, and it makes me really uncomfortable. I don't know why. What have you guys been out down to boots? Nothing. You shouldn't do. Nothing. If it was just something low cut, I think it would be fine. But it's the fact that it's just this this hole in the middle of her shirt. A boot hole. Yeah, boot hole. Um, but yeah, fantastic film. Um, it it always makes me feel vaguely uncomfortable throughout the whole film because everything fucking goes wrong for him. And I didn't like it actually for a long time because I don't like. That kind Seeing of things go wrong for people. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not being sarcastic. I, I know what you mean. It, it it doesn't feel like a Christmas film to me because everything that's happening is making him miserable, and he just keeps trying to plough through in this kind of resilience of the human spirit kind of thing. You know, yeah, it's great once or twice, but it, it just on a really shitty Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the end, and it's all happy, and they're all stood outside, and it's it is what it is, and it's a happy ending. His house is still fucked. He's still got no windows. He's still got no yeah, presents. He's getting his pool, to be fair, though. You are. He's getting his pool, to be fair. Oh, hello. It's, yeah, well, yeah, true, he's getting the pool, but he hasn't got that right now. His Christmas is still ruined. No, it's not. No, it's not, because he's getting the pool. Yeah, all, all he wanted was to make his family happy, and they're all happy. It doesn't matter what else happened. He just wanted to make his family happy. I, I hope he's got insurance. Well, he will have insurance. He's a smart man. <laughs> but is he? You know, just the way that he's disrespected by everyone, I just feel awful for him throughout the whole fucking film. And even when he gets locked in the loft, or attic, attic, he makes the best out of it and he sits and watches horror movies. Someone opens the fucking hatch and he falls out. It's just, it's horrible. Yeah. I love the fact that that that, that, that film is a PG and there is multiple use of the word shit mm-hmm. uh, and an F-bomb. It's a it good F-bomb as well. The child using the, um, Look, using shit. Yeah. The F-bomb is, is a solid use of the F-bomb. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, it's, I won't say that much more about it because I say much more about every year I speak about it. But it is just, it's Chevy Chase on absolute top form mm. and he's one of the great comedians. So, yeah, it's, we always watch this early so I can get a good few watches in. <laughs> nice. We will be talking about it in a few weeks' time as well. I'll probably say I watched it. We'll watch it and we'll, we'll be swiftly on. What else do you watch there? Um, we, we also watched Heather's. 
really with, with another great use of the word fuck. Yes. Um, Which one? And several uses of good ways to learn fuck. It's got to be fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Yeah, it is a... It's a solid, yeah, solid one. Um, again, it, we haven't really watched many sort of things that are new to say an awful lot about. Um, yeah, apart from that one, we haven't got that one yet. We've watched a lot of classic-y type ones. Um, Heathers is Heathers is fantastic. It's it's such a... It's a zeitgeist, I mean. Yeah, it is, but it's it's like... It's relatable in an unrelatable way, like the the people, like the murdering of people and stuff like that is not relatable. But the the the, the, the angst and the uh, the high school relationships yeah, and cliques and stuff like that is is very relatable. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she kind of rails against it whilst also being part of the worst clique in it mm. is, you know, it's it, you kind of get the feeling that she feels a little bit trapped as one of the popular kids. Doesn't really want to give it up, but also doesn't really want to be part of it. She's a, she's a typical teenage contradiction. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 great. There's not an awful while to say, is there? It, it, it's Christian Slater being charismatic best. You know, Slater was going... I fucking love Christian Slater. Christian Slater had an incredible purple patch of, of a near decade where he was, in terms of on-screen charisma, there's very few that could touch him. Yeah. That's true. You know, it, he is... There's some great stuff in there. He's unbelievably charismatic. He has that. Um, he has that Jack Nicholson-esque quality about him, mm. where he's uh, and people like um, John Cusack had, had it for a, a, a time, where it, it's just their sheer presence and their ability. They have a a way that they deliver lines, the way that they talk, yeah. is is that. And another great Christian Slater movie is Pop Up the Volume, where it's fantastic for listen, just listening to Christian Slater delivering, delivering these long monologues. Mm. And it, essentially it is, the entire Pop Up the Volume is, is, is a bunch of scenes in between these long um, Generation X monologues. Yeah. And it, it, it's fantastic. And Heather's, Heather's kind of a precursor to that. I don't yeah. Know. Actually, I think it was the year after, actually. He's still good in stuff when he does stuff, though. He is. I, I, I think he's he's a different... It, it's... His style mm. is quite hard to transport into where does he fit now. It, it's, it's, it's difficult to do... He'd be playing his dad in this. Yeah, it's difficult <laughs> to do teenage acts. When you're in your late 40s, early, uh, late oh, yeah. 40s, early 50s. And so... There's there's less of the um, angst doesn't carry that well at that age. No. So you've got that. You, you, it's hard to be the voice of a generation when you're talking when the generation is in their late forties. Mm. And I think that, that that that's that's kind of it with it. Um, it's when people um, maybe they need to start a new genre and recognise grown up angst. Well, yeah. Well, we we tried it a little bit with Transporting too. Um, yeah, true. And I think and somebody uh, put out a thing on um, Twitter a, a week or so ago um, and asked for an act that you'd like to see um, work with the director that's never worked with them before. Mm. Um, and I mentioned John Cusack working with Tarantino. And uh, another fine one there would be John Cusack, would be Christian Slater working with Tarantino. Of course, Christian Slater has technically worked with Tarantino because he was in uh, True Romance, mm. Tarantino film, with Tarantino script. Mm. So it showed how well he can deal with with that with that dialogue. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of an actual 
an active presence, I think that would be a really interesting one, is it? And it, it probably would. I mean, it, it's got this robot, the TV thing, which has been very successful. Yeah. Uh, but it does sit to be um, what's his name? Gets more of the plaudits for that. Oh, um. Rami Malik. Malik, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, of course, that's it. Um, he seems to get more plaudits. For that, I haven't watched it, so that, that it could be very, very just that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is it is a shame that Trisha Slater isn't on our big screen all that. I think it's a shame that John Cusack is is not on our big screen as much anymore. I think he's made some bad choices along the line. Well, yeah, he, he wears the the, the, the the cage wig, doesn't he? So they have to do straight to what is it? Aww. What else have we done there? Uh, I on my own watched Triangle. Yep. Um, which I don't I'll speak about it to an extent but I don't want to speak about it too much plot wise because it's it's a bit of a mind fuck and anything you say about it would give stuff away is that um, the Melissa George film? yeah yeah, the yeah okay bloody hell right I mean I we, we watched it was it cinnamon yeah I think we did actually and loved it absolutely loved it at the time and I've rewatched it quite a few times since and I don't think it gets an awful lot of love Um but it's We've by... been quite a fan of, of, of all the Christmas Smith ones, actually, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't... Christmas. Severance, is that the one with? Yeah, fucking Danny Dyer, that's good. It's fine. It, it's good while you're in it. Creep's good. Creep's yeah, good. Yeah, Creep's good. Creep's great. Black, Black Death's fucking brilliant. Yeah, Black Death's a lot of fun, actually, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think this one, it's, it's incredibly clever and you can kind of... You can feel it tying itself up in knots at one point, and you kind of think, "I really hope they don't lose the strings of this," and it doesn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I say, don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't watched it because I don't think it get a huge amount of traction at the time. Um, but it's a solid recommend, and obviously cool. got Melissa George in it. Looking at Melissa George is always yeah. Looking at Melissa George for for ninety minutes is always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Even when she's, you know, walking around with an axe covered in blood. Well, that's even better. That's even better, isn't it, for you? Yeah, it is. Weirdo. Um, but, yeah. I'm part of the young man today, so I'm just going to put it in the Yeah. Shall we get an axe? What? Shall we get an axe? Shall we get an axe, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when I wanted to get an axe and then rang up the police to find out if you could use an axe to carry around an axe? You're on a list, aren't you? I'm on a list, yeah. I think you're on a few. Yeah. What did they say? Yeah, that's fine. No, uh, they told me, so what would you be using the axe for? I was like, well, just as like a, as like a, a, prop. Like, like a prop, like a prop, like a, like a hook. Um, and they said, so you're not going to be using it to like, you're not going to use it to like work or anything like that. No, you're just going to be carrying it around <laughs> like somebody would carry around. For like sake. A handbag or something like that. It's like, pretty much, yeah. Like, oh, like an umbrella, but it's an axe. Yeah. No, no, you can't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to check to, to see if you could. Nice. No, apparently you you can't. No, oddly enough. That's weird. I was a bit tipsy at the time. That's fucking weird. Like, rang the police drunk to ask if you could get an axe as a prop to carry around. Was around the same time as remember when I sponsored that child? No, I don't think you told me about this. Yeah, I did. I sponsored that child, and then I got drunk and rang up the charity and asked where my child was. Oh, for fuck's sake, Mark. You haven't told me about this. <laughs> Who I'm you pretty with? sure you were there. No. It was me, Macca, Nate. Um, I think Matt was there as well. 
And I said that we had loads of jobs for them to do, so I needed my child quite quickly. Oh. <laughs> you are the worst. You can do this one. <laughs> um, last couple from us. Um, rewatched. Why, why, why did we watch this? What, we, had, we had a bad day, hadn't we? We watched it because we were talking about opening credits that we liked. That we was it. City we talked about City Slickers, and I said that I liked City Slickers opening credits, but I couldn't remember if it was City Slickers 2 that had the uh, animated opening credits. It may well do, but so does this. But so does this, yeah. Uh, yeah, we watched we we watched City Slickers, uh, which is a film that I that, that I I love rewatching. It's it's one of those that I could watch multiple times. I could watch it every month and never get bored of it. Yeah, the only thing that annoys me is the the hello thing that Billy Crystal does all the way through it. I want to punch him. I really like Billy Crystal this. though. I do. He, I just don't my, like that bit. One of my comic heroes. That cow's really cute. I don't get shit like that. Can't be dark like We also watched um, a, a, a part of the, the the start of the. We need to catch up on 2018 releases. Yes. Okay. So we watched Lynn Ramsey's "You Were Never Really Here." Fucking hell! Finally. All right. Yes. And. Um, it's very fucking good, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is very. It's yeah. very good. I I, I was saying after it. I like the fact that Lynn Ramsey is essentially because Lynn Ramsey is a director that I um, I find hit and miss for me is what I will say. Um, like for instance, I um, I really liked um, Ratcatcher, um, and I really liked um, which other one was it? I really liked. Uh, this month for Mortimer, Marvin, Marvin Callo, the Callo. I, I, I really like that, but I, I really, really didn't get on with when you talk about Kevin. You hated it, didn't you? I hated it to the point where I think I need to rewatch it. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I, I, I really, really fucking hated it. Um, I like, I, I like that essentially she is almost unashamedly here. Just FYI, if we're going to rewatch that, you are aware that it's got both Tilda Swinton, who you don't like, and Ezra Miller, who you don't like, in it. Yeah. Okay. Put, it does like, have John C. Riley though. It does, yeah. Um, but that, that, that was the film that, that turned me on Tilda Swinton. Uh, so maybe if you watch it and really like it, you might really like Tilda Swinton. I might like Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, Taylor Swift. Yes, I Um yeah, I like the fact that, 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 that essentially what she's done is she's made a modern take on Taxi Driver, mm. which is, you know, and it might seem a little bit, like, obvious to compare the two, but really, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite obvious that there's a, there's an influence, certainly, from yeah, that. absolutely. Um, Phoenix is fantastic. Yeah, he is. It, I like the fact that he's not... He's not... So damaged that he can't function. Mm, sure. He's he's got a. He can still interact perfectly well with people. Yeah. You know he can still. He's not. He has severe issues clearly. But he's aware of those issues and he's able to channel them into something. It's just what he channels into. <laughs> Incredibly goes, fucking bad. Well, it is, but but that, it's a world that he knows. Mm. Um. But then it's 
when things go wrong, that he has to take different action there. Whereas um, something like Test Drive it, it, it is different in that way, in that the action that um, Travis Bickle is taking is because he's mentally ill. Uh, so there's, there's, there's that there. But it's a... It, it, it's one of those great films where you start you start working it out before the character starts working it out. Um, and you're, you're there going, there's something... And I don't want to do too many spoilers in this because it's, it is, we're not getting to a main review and it, it is a, a film that some people might not have seen. But the film quite patently shows you this isn't all that it seems mm. and that what's going on isn't quite right. And although you're pretty much, because, you know, Whacking Phoenix, I think, is pretty much in every scene, I think. Right. Not there's any scenes, not there's many scenes without it. I think he's pretty much in everything. Mm. Um, so you're seeing what he's seeing, but you've got the knowledge of the fact that it's a movie <laughs> and that there's movie logic to it. Yeah. And so you've got to apply that. And you kind I, of connect the dots before him. Yeah, you? you can connect the dots before him. Um, I like her use of violence in the fact that it's not always directly shown what's going on. It, you'll, you'll see him walk into somewhere and they'll be on, it'll be on the camera and then you'll see what has happened, but not actually how it happened. Well, that opening scene where he's, he's like walking out of having done a job yeah. and carrying his hammer, he like, like flicks it and blood just spatters onto the floor and you're like, what the fuck's he just done? Yeah. That's your introduction to him as a character. Yeah. Mm. It, it, uh, it leads a lot unexplained. Mm. It's a short movie, you know. Yeah, maybe. it's like 90 minutes or so, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think it, 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 it... I mean, clearly, if it's 90 minutes, that's the movie that, that Lynn Ramsey wants, wants you to see. Mm. Um, I could have watched it for longer, quite easily. But... If that's the movie that Lynn Ramsey wants me to see, then that's the movie Lynn Ramsey wants me to see, and it's her movie, so I, I trust her judgment more on that. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, it, it's obviously it, it's odd to get a movie like this to, to be ninety minutes. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I doubt that that it's something like, for instance, the reason why Wolf of Wall Street is one hundred and eighty minutes is because Scorsese had final cut up to three hours. Hmm. And so he made it exactly three hours. Mm. I doubt that Lim Ramsey had final cut only if it was under 90 minutes long. No. Um, I can't see Amazon Studios putting that out there. <laughs> um, mm. So she clearly thought that that was the movie. And it's, it's, it's a really, really strong It benefits from movie. being concise, though. I think it does, yeah. I, I, I really do think it does. I, it's one that I'm going to need to watch... Again, a couple of times. Yeah. Just to get the full workings of it. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a movie I think that that, that leaves up open an awful lot of questions because it, it gives you you quite literally gives you flashes of his previous life mm. without ever actually showing you his previous life. If yeah. that makes sense. So you we understand that he's been in the military and he's been in the FBI, but it never fucking tells us that. No. Which I think is 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 yeah, it's it's a very 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 good film. Again, nice. It's from leaving stuff to the imagination as well. 
yeah, it, it, it does. Um, I think this is it's, it's it's fantastic. I mean, completely, this is always fantastic. But there's a um, there's a logical softness to it. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he he has a certain type of job he does. But the fact that he goes out and he buys all the the water and the soda and the sweets and stuff like that, yeah. knowing that he's had to spend time with this girl and he, he's trying to convince her, and then the fact that he the uh, when, he, when he gets back, he makes to go for a shower. You don't see it, but he clearly does, and he's trying to dry her hair and stuff like that. And it's not a it's not a creepy thing. No, it's a. It's a protective. I'm trying. I'm trying to make you feel comfortable while it's heat. While while we're here. Yeah. 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 You know, you're, it, 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 it's very much a you're safe now. Mm. Mm. But I need to be here to ensure that you're going to be safe. It's a it's a training thing. He's been trained how to do these things, and he's very good at it. Yeah. But I'd almost like a another movie that is how the fuck did he get there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, um, and the thing is, as much as I like this, I, I, I it, it would probably have to be directed by somebody else because I don't think Lynn Ramsey would do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you suggested it, she'd just go, "No, it is what it is. Shut up." No, dickhead. <laughs> like, yes, I am a dickhead. You're right. We've, we've established this. <laughs> would you like to appear on my podcast? You can call me a dickhead <laughs> to our audience. <laughs> Many people do. <laughs> Including my two hosts. <laughs> <laughs> and myself. And my cat looks at me with scorn during it. He's kind of glaring at you, isn't he? Yeah, he is. With one eye. Oh, shit, he's noticed I'm looking at <laughs> Um So, yeah, that's 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 everything we've watched this week. Uh, that wasn't me, that was the cat. I know, I'm fucking the cat. I um, So, questions. What have we got? Uh, Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. Uh, which movie character's son or daughter would you like to see a film about? So specifically, only about the son or daughter. Yes. Mm. I think. I think the the what is it can be the the, the character the, the mother or father character can be within the film because I mean like I'd like to see like Jack Burton's son no Jack Burton's daughter is just like him <laughs> that's a fucking really good shout actually that yeah yeah I'd say who would play her hmm. I think I, 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 I'm going to throw something out there Becky's going to look at me with, with scorn when I say this but I reckon you could get a. I reckon you could convincingly convince people that Emma Stone was Kim Cattrall and yeah, Kurt Russell. That's a good what is it not? And she could pull off the. She could pull off the. Look at me, I'm a pretty trucker thing. I've got like fangs though. Yeah, I think I work. Yeah, Cattrall's kind of got a. A mouth going on. Yeah, it's works like, for me. Deckard and Rachel's offspring, but we've already kind of had that. Even though he wasn't, but she was. Yeah, so you'd like, you, you'd like to see her scoring? Yeah. She's just in that room there. Yeah, I know, but she wasn't always. Fucking tall, dull. I'd like, to, I'd like to see that. What, how she got to that room? Well, a better version of her story then. A better version of her story? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Like, what, 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 what the connotations of being the offspring of 
a replica. She didn't know that. Who? The daughter. You didn't know she was that. No, but in my version she would. She'd, she'd be living with both of them. He's dead. God, you're a dickhead. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, a completely different film that has not, no bearing, nothing to nothing do with Blade Runner. Yeah. Right. Although, what's the first one still be in it? <laughs> Big purple lady. And then uh, the. The aunt yeah, she can yeah. get everything though, can't yeah. she? Because she's she's wonderful. <laughs> um, who would I go for? Well, I think you'd probably go for Ben Affleck and Rosie Pike's daughter after after Gone Girl. Oh, that, yeah, but her in a high school movie. Oh Jesus, wept. There you go. Her in a high school movie. That's a shout. That is wow. Let's point out that that was that was that was me that put that in your head. You yeah, it was. That on your own. Do you know who's gonna play it? Yeah. Emma Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Emma fucking Roberts. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Crazy bitch. We have a theory about Emma Roberts, don't we? That she does not actually ever know she's acting in anything. She's just told she this is the scenario. This is the world now. Yeah. She reacts to it. <laughs> this is the world now. <laughs> this, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, what else have we got? We've got a few more questions. Um, Chris Burns uh, at Burnser. Um, with Tom Cruise teaching the world about motion smoothing, what else in the movie world would you like to see a PSA from? from and what cause would you have them promote? I literally think I said it earlier on, Will Smith talking about how Atmos soundbars aren't the real thing. Yeah, and I was going to say Tom Hanks talking about typewriters now. Yeah. Yeah, right. uh, I'll probably show you some YouTube things. Oh, I'm gonna find. Uh, I would like. Um, but uh, to be honest, he kind of already did it in Side by Side. The Martin Scorsese talking about his love for film. Oh, are you doing a serious one? I can do a joke on the if you want. <laughs> Werner Herzog's always got to be in these kind of things. I'd watch Werner Herzog doing, I don't know, a PSA about different coffee roasts. That'd be quite a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tyler Perry. Right. Teaching people how to play a backgammon. Fair enough. That's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. Tyler Perry teaches people how to play backgammon. Everyone have watched that Christmas special. Every year, Tyler Perry teaches people how to play a different board game slash game of chance. Oh. Bill Murray dressed as he is in Zombieland, talking about like uh, cognac. Because <laughs> if he hears that, <laughs> we'll get yeah, he'd go for it. He'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I think that might be it. Yeah, I no one, but I think that might be it. Oh, wait, no, we have got another one. Uh, Thomas Dejar, uh, uh, not Thomas Dejar, uh, which novel that has never been adapted before would you most like to see made into a film? Come on, you read a lot. I do. I only read books that have been made in the films anyway. That is true. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a smart man. That's also true. 
Oh. Actually, do you know what? I'm, while you're thinking of that, and he gives his answer, I'm just going to have a quick look at my bookshelf and see if there's something there that I can go. Yeah. I, I I don't know because my like my favourite book's already been made into a film, so it's um, uh, Enduring Love. All right. Um. So. I'd I like to properly make the Dark Tower series by Stephen King instead of just making one film and then giving up. Yeah, that was a shame. Quite yeah, because yeah. we all quite enjoyed that as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did. But uh, you know. They- could have been a collection of films and they they just fucked themselves really by making by amalgamating as 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 much as I enjoyed Dark Tower, they they should have made it a bit more book by book and they could have I, I would have watched that. There's too much missing and too much pulled from later books into the first one. Mm. So fuck themselves for doing any future ones unless they completely pivot and go in a completely different direction which again I'd like to see an adaptation of the original series it's a strong shout Um, to be honest no Um, I'm not I I don't know I'm no or the yellow wallpaper that I'd watch a film of about a woman that's like bed bound essentially and she's slowly driven mad by her husband and the what patterns on the wallpaper um i'd I'd like to see a a a documentary made of the um popular um book adventures in vhs possibly on youtube (laughs) possibly broken down into small little sections um doesn't necessarily have to be about that it could just be about the general 80s uh, vibe in general. I feel like there might be something about it. I, I feel like there might be something like that coming out very soon from 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 one of the bastards. Yeah. I, I I feel like maybe that's something that that particular bastard doesn't hasn't really said anything about publicly yet. Has he not? <laughs> then we maybe have to fucking edit this. <laughs> I think you might need to check that with him. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't really think of any of this. Yeah, we might have to check that with him because it's not actually on YouTube. I think you might have to check that with him, yes. (laughs) You might have to do some editing there, Ian. Yes. Thanks. (laughs) I'll edit that out. (laughs) See, there, but I can try to promote things. Fell flat on my ass. And instead you've given me work. (laughs) Ooh, but it's another Stephen King one. But the um, Talisman and the Black House... By Stephen King and Peter Straub. That'd be a good film. Couple of films, two books. I don't know what that is. It's. Do you like Stephen King? Sure. Give it. Give it a read. The Talisman's fucking fantastic. I'm never going to read it, Becky. I'll be honest. But you're you're missing out. I'm I'm missing out on a great many things in life. I'm not going to get to everything. <laughs> If they made it into a game, <laughs> I'd probably have a crack at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or a film, well, film or game. I'll give it a go. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so that was our last question. Um, so, did you actually come up with one at all? Yeah, but it, it didn't work. So I'm not going to do it again anymore. What think of a different one? No, I don't read much. Um, I don't. About the choreography. Oh, I'd watch the... Oh, my 
Fuck yes. In the background, everyone's acting out what he's talking about, but he's just walking along the foreground. No, he's playing every character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the choreography. But Corey Feldman is playing every major character. Not every character, every major character. And I want it to be, it, 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 its budget has to be $900. There you go. Yeah. If he's listening, he's crowdfunding that right now. He, he, well, he's, he's already crowdfunded that documentary about um, child paedophilia in Hollywood. So, yes. Where is that? Uh, he, he didn't get enough money. Oh, um, yes. Uh, for new listeners, um, please go out and listen to the audiobook of the choreography. <laughs> it is a fucking masterpiece. It Genuinely, it is a fucking masterpiece. Um, nice. It is Best audio I've ever listened to. Um, and I have listened to many, many, 12 audio books. 12. 12. My many, many, 12. Many, 12. I ate full baker's dozen. Nice. Oh, that's 13, you dickhead. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Do you know what I said? I thought, well, surely a baker's dozen is just a dozen. So why is it can I point out that 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 both sides of my family's owned bakeries as well? You really should probably know that then. Yes, I probably should, shouldn't I? Mm. Yeah. Well done, Mark. No, 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 no. I, I, I wear these things like a fucking badge of honour. <laughs> yeah, I've got one really fucking. I've got really heavy fucking sleeves. <laughs> Just yeah. You were a really good scout, weren't you? No, I'm just fucking dumb. Uh, yeah, what are we covering next week? Um, so, sorry to bother you, out. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse's previews this weekend. Uh, the Andy Serkis Mowgli films on Netflix on Friday. Oh, it is, isn't it? Hmm. Interesting. So, I think it's probably... Oh, The Old Man and the Gun is out. Oh, God, yeah. Let's show him. So, I don't know what we're going to review next week. I think we'll have to see what you guys play can get to. Huh? We'll have to play it by ear and kind of work out what's going to be best. We'll sort something out. <laughs> Becky's, not, Becky's still laughing. The fact that you actually made a point of saying a full bacon doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. You're very special. Thank you. Oh dear. Um, yeah, so that is episode 281. Um, we thank you very much for listening. Um, Indeed. And uh, we shall speak to you next week. Thank you very much, Becky. And thank you very much, Ian. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Fair enough. Night, night. Night, night. Night. People, people died. Yeah, that's not the only movie news I think that's happened. These people died. Um, Bernardo Bertolucci died. Um, and I'll be honest, I already thought he was dead. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I don't know. His name's been kind of solid with the whole last tango in Paris kerfuffle over the last however many years, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a Bernard Bertolucci died, Nicholas Roy died, and Ricky Jay died. Yeah, 
Yeah. Ricky Jay was a bit of a surprise, eh? Kind of, that seemed a bit, he was young. Yeah, he was, he was 67, was he? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 you know, it, it, it sounds old, but it's actually not nowadays. He was 72. Oh, 72. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the start of when you you think you were starting to get a little bit old. Not old for a celebrity. Yeah. Not old for rich people. Not old for rich people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a, a it was it was a strange week. I think quite a subdued week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can't, I can't think of anything specific that's happened. No, this it, it, it's it's that quiet sort of period before. Everything kicks off in sort of for award season, I think, at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be quiet for the next like five, six weeks or so, and then it will start ramping up again. Um, yeah. And and that's fine. I don't know. It's been it's been a busy year. It doesn't quite feel as apocalyptic as the last couple of end of years have felt. Um, no, there's, been, there's been less of a movement. Yeah, which is. Which, you know, which is nice. I mean, the, the the Brexit rumbles on and Trump continues being Trump, but it kind of feels like he's maybe got less teeth than he did have like three months ago. Um, on Twitter, hmm? President T in the third person. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, 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 he thanked himself and called himself President T. Yeah, he still looks like he smells a piss. Mm. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And that's that's not that's not slander. Like he he looks like maybe he smells of piss. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, yes. it's not like award season without a without a thing. And you just you get the feeling like somebody will notice and go, "Hang on a minute, there's nothing to rile against here." There's nothing to protest. Oh, do you reckon everyone's just so fucking broken down that the trivialities, they just can't be arsed with? There'll be some There'll be some I, 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 I think with award season, I think it's going to be a little bit comfort foody this year. Yeah. I, think, I, I, I think everything's been so fucking high intensity over the last couple of years that... You know, I mean, I'm looking at the the National Board of Review in the US just like put out their kind of like awards and they gave best picture to that um, Vigo Mortensen, Mahershala Ali road trip film Green Book, which is supposed to be very, very conventional. Um, But then it's like Gaga got best actress, Cooper got best director, um, their, their best film, their top films of the year, like Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, Mary Poppins Returns is in there, um, which is that's starting to get some like awards buzz as well now, which is fucking fascinating. Um, yeah, and it, it just, I yeah, I don't know. It kind of feels like kind of traditional but contemporary, weepy in a Star Is Born, you know, classical Disney with um, Mary Poppins Returns, Green Book, which feels very traditional. You know, I mean, you've got those kind of like jagged edges around there, like like Paul Schrader won Best Original Screenplay for First Performed, um, and Ethan Hawke's getting some Best Actor buzz for that. But generally, it kind of feels like people I, I think, people just want to have a good time at the movies at the moment. Yeah, 
I, I think I think Hawk will get a nomination, but not a win. Mm. Won't be anyway. It, it fucking near to a win, but God no. damn, does he deserve a nomination? Yeah, it, it, it will. And the thing the thing is, I remember a few years ago they talked about Hawk for something. Uh, I don't think he's ever been nominated. And um, somebody asked me in an interview about it, and it, his exact response was just, "I just don't care." <laughs> you know, he said, that, "You know, it, 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 if it happens, ever happens, it'll be really nice. I'll be really appreciative. That'd be great." He said, "But it, it, in all honesty, I just don't care." And you kind of get the feeling with Excuse me. that he is a little bit like that. Not like Joaquin Phoenix, where he actively dislikes it. Mm. He, he doesn't like it. He would literally go up, hold it in his hand if he ever won it, and go. You know, he. I think I, I, I'm sure that he only goes to these things because his mum told him he had to because yeah. it was rude to not. And so he goes for that reason. Um, because his mum said it's rude to not because there are plenty of people who would love to be in your position and be nominated for these things and they don't get to go so you've got to at least go well Mama Phoenix raises a good point and she does and that's why he goes but he'd hate it which will hurt you get the feeling like he he'd quite like it but if he gets near his career it's not going to be like like the Gary Oldman thing where when he looked at it it was like fuck it I wanted this, which is not, that's not a criticism by the way of Gary Oldman, but it's just, you know, it was a, it was a thing. It was really, he wanted to win an Oscar. It was really special for him. Leo. Um, I, I don't think Leo cared anywhere near as much as people thought. I think, I think with Leo, it was a little bit like he thought, do you know what? It's going to happen at some point. <laughs> I'm fine with waiting. <laughs> I'm fine with waiting because I get to wait on a yacht with a supermodel. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. I just I love the fact with Leo that he's got he's got his like working bod and his his time off bod and his time off bod's just it's 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 not it's not what you'd want to see. But have you seen he's on holiday at the moment with uh we're doing tabloid bits now. Have you seen he's on holiday at the moment with Kate Winslet? Oh <laughs> yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I just saw a a, a funny caption of the thing saying saying that motherfucker's crazy for going near what with her again. <laughs> nice. True, though. True, though. Are they on the Titanic, too? Because that's launched, on it? No, it's not even finished fucking built yet. Oh, I thought it'd, like... I thought no. it'd, oh. That'd be hilarious. They need to go on the maiden voyage of that ship. I do think that DiCaprio would see it as a little bit trashy. A little bit. I think, to be fair, I think Winslow would as well, mind. I'd love to see it though. Oh, it'd no. be funny. Don't get me wrong. Fucking like let's start a Kickstarter, but like <laughs> find some tickets. <laughs> oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. Um, okay, so should we do some trailers? Yeah, can do. Yeah. Um, fucking right. Lion King, live action, not live action. <laughs> what? What exactly is it? Lion King. Um, I, like, is it? It can't be shot for shot because the I just can't wait to be king sequence has some kind of like trippy shit in it. Oh no, I thought that is shot for shot. That's the bit that I really want to be shot for shot. Just oh no, these, I'd love it to be. Just these random fucking toucans just fucking swaying. <laughs> well, I mean, they've done a version of the tripped out bit in Dumbo. 
in Dumbo. Well, I could, well quick, before I do lagging, I said I watched the Dumbo trailer because you guys discussed it the other week. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, don't give a shit about the film, but it starts out with saying from the imagination of Tim Burton. Well, it's not. It's just not. A, based on a book, wasn't written by Tim Burton. B, Tim Burton isn't writing the fucking screenplay. And C, it, 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 it's based on a fucking film by somebody else. It's not, literally, it is not from the imagination of Tim Burton. From you the could, brain even, of Tim Burton, thinking about yeah. that time he watched Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> and now he tells his tech team to make it real. Yeah. Fucking ugly looking film. It's an ugly looking film. But I really liked uh, this is what's his last one? Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Peregrine's Children. Really liked that. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, this this looks like a gaudy, ugly mess, like he does in Wonderland movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lion King. Yeah, it can't be shot for shot, but it looks like it might be. I think they'll just. I think they'll just tone it down a bit, like the. Like, they're going to have to have some kind of, like, singy-dancy movement uh, uh, sequences in it. Yeah. You, d- yeah. you don't, you don't have... Beautiful. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It, have, I just can't wait to be king. It, it might just be a bit less batshit. I hope it is. I hope it's more batshit. More batshit. I hope it's more batshit. That baby lion's really fucking cute. It's just a... Fu- you, you know my feelings about cuteness. What, just for... Just for butts. Yeah. Yeah. Just so anything that can be cute. Um, I think I think it looks really good. I'm actually really excited for this, and I didn't think I would be, but I really, really, really like The Lion King. It's one of my favourite Disney movies, and this just, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm on, I'm all in for this one. I think. Right. John John Oliver Zazu. I'm fine with that. That is fucking perfect casting to me. If you're not going to have Rowan Atkinson, that is the next person. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. That is perfect casting. I also think Donald Glover's perfect casting. Um, in that. What about Nala's casting? Oh God. <laughs> what Beyonce? Yeah. yeah, Mark's not. Mark's not a fan. Fucking. Don't hold your head in your hands. It's not that bad. It's just boring, though, isn't it? It's just, it's just boring. They should have cast I... Jay-Z. What, as Nala? As Nala, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, I, I, I'd prefer to watch that. At least it'd be interesting. She's just very boring. You don't know what she'll be like as a lion. She might be less just, boring. Just, it'll just be Beyonce voicing a fucking lion. That's fucking... what the whole fucking movie is. People voicing things. To, to, no. to be fair, that is literally what it is. It's Beyonce voicing a lion. Yeah, I, I'm aware of that, but it, it's just boring. It's just boring. What? She was good in Goldmember. She was good in Goldmember. I, 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 I wasn't a fan. I, I've never been a fan of Beyonce. I do not get it. I don't understand it. I think you're a little bit in the minority there, though. I'm, I'm, I'm a minority of most fucking things. I'm an idiot. Uh, that is true. But I, do, I don't get the Beyonce thing. And I, I, the thing about the Lion King thing is, is at the end it says, remember. And like I said, so you have to watch the trailer. Because he says fucking remember we, in the movie. We can't forget. It's not that long it's ago. I'm asking you to remember about I the concept of the Lion King. I th- it's a quote from the fucking movie. I just, I'm, 
I just don't know. I, I just don't know. You have no choice. You will be seeing it, so just get I'm over it. I'm fine with that. And if you fucking tap me on the arm and go, shit and shit, every time Nala speaks, I'm going to punch you in the gut. I will keep my... I will keep my mouth shut throughout the entirety of it. As to not you can't breathe through your nose properly, babe. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> you can't do that. I'll do that. Pass out next to me. <laughs> Yeah, let's not play that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When someone says that, it goes, could you stop breathing so loud? No, I was wrong about that. You should punch me. You are, you're just not like a bitch. Yeah, just, um, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I think it looks really good. Fine. I'm up for it. Yeah, you're outnumbered, bitch. I, <laughs> fine. I just, it, it looks fine. I, do you know what it is? I, again, for the whole thing, I just don't care. You're a fucking misery. Is it because you're old now? It could be. I'm not old enough to care yet. What? I'm too, I'm, I'm too old Senility to understand. care, and I'm not old enough to, to care again yet. You're not old. Ian, did you watch the trailer for Artemis Fowl? I did. That looks mental. I don't know what's going on, but I kind of want to see it. It, yeah, like, just, it's like, all that kind of, like, serious shit. Yeah. Like, talking about, like, that we've been hiding underground, blah, blah, blah. And then it's a kid in a suit and glasses walking at the screen. And it's like, what, what is, what, what is this then? Yeah, and, and, a, and a guy with a fake fucking bow and arrow that looks like he might be an angel I don't know well have you read the series overview for the books no so right I don't think this is going to shed much light but a teenage genius Artemis captures a fairy and a captain of the Leprechaun in the first book and holds her for ransom to exploit the magical fairy people and restore his family's fortune so yeah so it's it's a bright spin off then <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, he lies with the fairies to rescue his father from the mafia in the second one. That sounds good. Yeah, so basically, basically it's, it, it, it's based on some... Fairies. Look, it's a Kenneth Brenner. Yeah. Oh, I'm all, I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm all in for this one. Yeah, it looks mental. I like the look of this. Yeah. It's going to flop massively. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, Judy fucking Dench is in it. No. <laughs> I was waiting for when she saw that. <laughs> I'm not fucking watching it now. <laughs> fucking Judy fucking Dench. <laughs> Silly bitch. I, I, I just, it, as long as it's better than a wrinkle in time. I don't think it's going to be as bad as a wrinkle in time. And the, kid, the kid can't be as much of an ass as Charles Wallace. Oh uh-huh. my God, Charles Wallace. <laughs> Um, Why do they idea. call him by both names? Did we ever get an answer on that? No. No. Um, oh, Judy Ian, did you watch the trailer for If Beale Street Could Talk? I've seen the first trailer. I'm, I I will watch it. Yeah. I'm not entirely bothered about watching any trailers for it because it's just it's. It's a little bit eating my vegetables based on that tra- on the tra- the first trailer. And if that's what the film is going to be, then cool. I I can't say I'm hyped for it. Yeah, what I will say is 
I possibly it's only like a minute long, but I'd possibly say watch the second trailer um, just because for this reason only. It has um, a, a song over it that literally becomes a more and more oppressive as the trailer goes on. To the point of where I was go, I was saying to myself, I just want this trailer to end so I don't have to continue listening to this overbearing song. Yeah, it is a bit. It is a bit much, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's just a song with some pictures. But I'd like to watch a better trailer for it. Uh, yeah. It's quite intriguing. It looks quite interesting in, in, a, in a way, but the, the, but yeah, it's yeah. It's a shit so, trailer. It's a shit trailer. Uh, what else? Um, watch the um, Lego Movie Two trailer. Oh, I could not. I could not be um, more done with Lego movies. And. I really liked the first Lego movie, but I struggled to even get through the trailer without getting bored on this one. Everybody fucking loves the first Lego movie. Everybody does. And if you yeah. don't love the first Lego movie, then fuck you. Yep. It I is agree with you on that. what a lot of fucking dickheads say. Um, <laughs> it, it, this one just feels like the pop culture air has gone out of the, had gone out of the balloon. And it's just going to be for kids. I'll take Lottie to see it. And hopefully we'll have a good time. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's about the best you can hope for. Yeah, I'd like if we don't review it on the show, cool. Yeah. Uh, what else have you got here? I think we're out of stuff. Um, yeah, I think I might be as well, actually, to be oh, fair. Uh, final mm. one. I, not technically a movie, but... What is it? But the uh, the official trailer for the Springsteen Broadway show, which is arriving on Netflix on December the sixteenth, uh, launched, and um, I'm yeah, very very up for for that. <laughs> I'm gonna no. yeah, few beers and enjoy the fuck out of that. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's. I think it's a really it's a really you know, it's always gonna happen, but I think it's really cool that it's getting released on something like Netflix uh, because. It is one of those things where so many people wanted to see it, but only a, a really small percentage of those people who wanted to see it ever had a chance of seeing it. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a good idea, definitely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Hey, Larry. Sheila. Larry, you drove your Porsche here tonight, didn't you? Yeah. Now, how would you like to trade that Porsche for a Mint condition, 1952 Mickey Mantle rookie card. I know you've always wanted one. Is this thing real? Oh, yes. It's a deal. It's a deal. I thought so. Check the ballet. No, it's not. You're not trading our Porsche for a baseball card, Larry. You know what that thing is you worth? You know what it's worth? Nothing. Oh. Nothing. That's what it's worth. Get out of here, you bum. Merry Christmas. Very good. Okay, so uh, let's move on and let's have a look at The Christmas Chronicles, which is directed by the person who directed the Angry Birds movie, as uh, Mark said last week. And I can't remember what their name is. Sorry? Clay Curtis. Yeah, Clay Curtis. And it stars Kurt Russell and... Members of Bruce Brinsting's band, and that's all you need to know, really. Yeah. Um, that's all I care for. 
Um, actually, yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah, no, fuck it. That's all I care for. Uh, so, well, actually, well, no, that's a bit of a spoiler. But we're all spoilers all the time. Yeah. Goldie Horn's in it in the end, and it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, Beck, Beck, Beck's called that. The first time, Miss, the first time that Kurt Russell mentions Mrs. Claus, Bex literally turned around to me and went, "If she appears, I bet it's Goldie Hawn." <laughs> at, at, at the end, when she walked in, I I got very excited and I said, "Oh God, I hope it's Goldie Hawn." <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the Christmas Chronicles story is, uh, you got kids. Um, with a brother, um, the kids seen her brother trying to steal a car or some shit, and the kid kind of blackmails into her brother into helping her try and see Santa. Uh, but through a series of events, the kid and the brother uh, go off with Santa, even though Santa's not aware of it. And then the sleigh goes missing, and then Santa has to try and save Christmas. Um, and then the kids have some adventures because who cares? Because Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. Um, so, uh, Becky, what did you think of Kurt Russell is Santa Claus? I thought Kurt Russell is Santa Claus was great. The film itself didn't live up to Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Um, but it was worth it for Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. The mm. musical number in the prison was fucking ace. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it, it made me feel suitably festive and it made me cry a little bit at the bit where he gets the bauble from Santa and he sees his dad because I'm a, you know, that kind of shit makes me cry. Um, and yeah, it was it was good. It wasn't great. It's not going to be like a Christmas classic apart from the fact that Kurt Russell is great as Father Christmas. Um yeah, I mean, it's not exactly reinventing the wheel at all, is it? It's a fairly standard story. Christmas gets ruined, Santa has to save Christmas. It's It's been done over and over again, but it's an interesting new take on it, and it's 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 well done. The kids aren't as annoying as they could be, um, which is a bonus. Um, yeah. I, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, I really, really enjoyed it, I did, but I just, I think... Um, I think the story's not as good as the casting, is is what I'd say. Yep, that's uh, I I think that's perfectly fair. Um, Mark, what do you think? Well, I have joy in my heart, so um, I, I I thought it was great. Actually, I was I was really quite surprised by how much. Well, that's the first time it. you've ever said that in your fucking life. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Colonel Russell is Santa Claus. Is is great. Um, the mad weird fucking elves and their batshit language that I just literally kept on turning around to Becky and saying this language sense. makes no sense <laughs> because it was like different fucking some words were just said a little bit with an accent and then some words were completely different it just it, it was mental um, like you said the kids weren't that annoying the story makes no sense whatsoever uh, which I kind of quite liked I like the fact that Santa Claus was just jolly all the way through it. Why does it not make sense? Why does the story not make sense? It just doesn't really make that much sense. That that sled isn't hidden that well, and it's like 20 no. to 11 at night. Yeah, that is true, yeah. <laughs> There is no way this is the first time he's been caught. Someone would have seen him before now. Yeah. yeah. 
and then the fucking thing lands in like the middle of the morning. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not hidden well. Um, so there was there's all that. Um, but yeah, it, it's Kurt Russell as as Father Christmas, which is which is cool. Yeah. You know, and it, it it makes sense, and it was it looked. I thought it, I thought it would look a little bit straight to straight to BOD essentially and a little bit ropey. Mm. But it done. It looks like a it looks like a proper Christmas movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I, I I like that about it. It it also felt it felt like it was being loyal to the time that it's that it's being made whilst also not being slave to it. I don't know. Bits 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 of that annoyed me. There was a couple of lines that annoyed me. Why don't you call an Uber and fake news? That kind of fake news annoyed me. Why don't you call it Uber? I was fine with the fact that the fact that the fact that he doesn't go. What's an Uber? He just goes. Don't have an account. <laughs> but like, who? I mean, do, do people actually say that? Or yeah. Do they? Yeah. Like, not just why don't you get a taxi? But no, because we live in the UK. I, I've said uh, Uber. Yeah, but people like in my work say, "Oh, we'll get an Uber all the time these days." Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's a thing. Like Google it. Yeah, but Google Google's been around a while. Uber hasn't. It's been around long enough for people to just get an Uber. Just get an Uber. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, shut the fuck up. All right. Um, yeah. I, I. I. And then you know, Steve Van Zandt turning up was 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 great. You enjoyed that, didn't you? I did. Yeah. 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 I bet the music number. What? What the fuck? Well, it, it literally, it literally is like they've gone. They sat down, like Claire Curtis sat down and gone. I want to make this Christmas movie, and it's got Kurt Russell in it. And at one point, he's going to sing in a prison as Santa. And they've gone, it's Kurt Russell as Santa in a prison, and he sings. Yes. How much do you need? I don't know. Like we're going to give you a lot, like a lot. Yeah, it's a decent looking movie, actually. Yeah. Peter, what did you think? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm pretty much. I think I'm. I think I'm more on the Mark Mark side than the Becky side on this one. To be honest, sorry, Bex. I, um, I'm not ready for Christmas movies. I mean, like to be to be fair, uh, Donna and I this Saturday will be getting very drunk and watching the sequel to last week, uh, Christmas's smash Netflix hit, A Christmas Prince, A Christmas <laughs> Prince Wedding, which I'm very very much looking forward to and will be talking about next week. Um, so I'm fuck. I was I, I just bang up for this now. I think the Christmas Chronicles is an awful title. Um, it's very bland, and it should just be <laughs> Kurt Russell with Santa Claus. Um, yeah. And I, I feel that this is not a film for kids. I mean, Lottie watched the first half of it with us and got bored, went to sleep, and then we just had a couple of drinks and watched the rest. Um, like the sequel should be called Everyone Is Thirsty for Santa Claus. And it should be Santa Claus and Goldie Horn just going on an adventure. On an adventure, um, the kids can fuck off. Let's just have some more like fifteen rated fun with Kurt Russell and Goldie Horn. Um, elves. No, the, the, the elves. Were, I didn't like the elves. I like the elves. I thought the elves were badly done. How did the elves just get pissed? Uh, yeah, I, I like the elves. I like that one that had a fucking chainsaw. People I know. Island. Like the rest of the all those fucking the, those Romans, it, they literally just kicked out. 
He was going to cut that fucker in half. Donna fucking loved the chainsaw one. I've never seen her laugh like that with a chainsaw gag. Like, literally, when he's got his legs spread open and he's about to fucking, like, bisect the guy. Oh, good time. And then when they tell him he can't do it and he literally runs off saying they never let him have any fun. Mm, mm I'm not saying I didn't like the the characters. I just thought they didn't make them look very good. They look like cheaply animated elves. You actually know it. I mean, like to be fair, the CG was shit. <gasps> oh come on, it was. <laughs> I like the shit CG. I prefer shitty CG for things like this. It adds to the character of it all. Fine. I, I yeah. Um, to be fair, I take your point there because, like, with the Ron Howard Grinch, I mean, no, they're not elves, but they do like prosthetic makeup on real people, and it just looks fucked. That's so, it. That's what it is. Is there's an element of when you're watching something like this that it's got to have that kind of otherworldly jovial feel to it. If it looks okay. too polished, do okay. what is it? it? It feels it feels wrong. It doesn't feel Christmassy. Christmas has to have a certain level of of, of, of tack to it because it, it's Christmas. Mm. Yeah. All right. I uh, yeah. That's fair. I mean, the the musical number is one of the standout scenes of the year for me. In 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 all honesty, I thought that was fucking exceptional. Um, yeah. Just why it reminded me of a very Murray Christmas, where it is just like let's just have this weirdly, slightly boozy feeling musical number with a bunch of shit that doesn't really make any sense but we're just going to have some fun because it's christmas and yeah that, and, and that that sequence i think perfectly encapsulates the fact that this film doesn't seem to know who it's for it is fascinating to me that the netflix algorithms on our tv on lottie's it's a picture of all the elves and it was like the headline thing on mine it's a big fucking picture of smiling Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. They they know their their audience, you know. And but that's the thing. This film is such a it's a family film, but you are going to get so more out of it if you like Kurt Russell kind of that- enterprise that if you don't know who, who Kurt Russell is, I think it actually hurts the overall effect of the film because of a scene like the musical number and Goldie Horn turning up at the end. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It, it is. It, it's it's almost like they've made a Christmas film, a proper Christmas film for genre film fans. <laughs> and they've not made like like Krampus, for instance, is a Christmas film for, for genre film fans. And that, that, that that's fine. But it's like they've gone, like like they've, they've gone. Do you know what? We're gonna make a proper Christmas movie, mate. But we're gonna put Kurt Russell in it because people will fucking love that. People who know Kurt Russell is will love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Colin Holland said at the end, it, it made me go, "You forget." And I, I, I think Colin Holland is, is a brilliant actress, and as a, as a comedian, she is fantastic. Mm. And part of that, and it's the same thing as the Meg Ryan thing, is there's an adorable quality to it. Yeah. You know, that's not a, a patronising thing. It's something that she has traded off very, very well. Yeah. You know, 
she's a great comedian as well. Yeah, she and, is. And that's the thing. How, sorry, Becky, go on. No, go on. I was just agreeing. And I was going to say, instead of having her do bollocks like Snatched, like, yeah. that fucking... That breaks my heart that that's, like, the only fit, like thing she's had a major starring role in in the last God knows how long. Yeah. Like, have her have some fun as Mrs. Claus, along with Kurt Russell, in another one of these. Like, yeah. it kind of seems like the thing, that, the kind of thing that they would, like, be like, yeah, fuck it, all right then, why not? And just, like, you know, have a kid in it if you need to. That's That's fine. Fair enough. But... I don't know. I kind of hope Netflix's fucking search stats go like they they have a board meeting after Christmas, like deciding what they're going to release next Christmas. And all it is is a PowerPoint presentation where the first slide is all caps locked. People are thirsty for Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah, let's 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 do that. Like literally Netflix can double my subscription for the next five years if I get Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn co-starring in a sequel to this fucking film. I will second that. <laughs> you see, apparently her next movie's with um, Diane Keaton and Bette Midler. That sounds fucking incredible. Yeah, so... Three, three women from a popular singing group reunite 30 years after their nasty breakup. Yeah, oh, that <laughs> sounds incredible. Yeah. It's called Divination. Divan, oh shit. Divination is all one word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 shit, I need to Google this now. It's in development, so. Oh, it never happened. <laughs> it fucking will. No, development never happens. If anyone's listening, make it happen. Yeah. Do you know what? I've never seen the First Wives Club. I need to do that. Oh, it's good. It's the First Wives Club. The First Wives Club is actually really yeah. actually, yeah. Fuck, man. IMDb Don't doesn't even have a fucking car. Fucking gold, actually. If you go back through her IMDb, it, she had a period in I think like the mid eighties where it was just incredible. Some of the stuff that she was doing in terms of of how good her quality was and how it's she's. I mean, you look at it. You know, from, from I'd say from Private it, fucking Benjamin, even from like the, the, the from like the mid seventies. You know, you've got things like the shampoo, and then you've got protocol and. Overboard, Private Benjamin, Burn No Wire, uh, Death Becomes a First Wives Club. It's House a House Sit is a great film with Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing that at the cinema. Who'd you go with? I, I went on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Divination's not happening. No, Divination's not happening. It, it, was, annou- it was announced in 2015. Um, Goldie Horn said in an interview last year it didn't work out, the script was flawed, and no one was able to really fix it, and everybody decided to let it go. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's um but yeah, it, it does seem like she's she's a little bit underappreciated, I think, Goldie Horn. That she is one hundred percent underappreciated and she needs to be doing more stuff. Unless she doesn't want to. That's it, I, I think. Because they both kind, they kind of both semi-retired, you know, over a decade ago, didn't they? Mm. Um, when they basically were going to not do anywhere near as much, and she's kind of done a lot less as much as he has. Yeah. But then again, I think his thing was that he said about it was that you know that I think a lot of people forget is, is Kurt Russell is you know he's he started out doing Disney when he was a kid. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
and so you know how old is Kurt Russell now? He must be late sixties. Oh fuck! Yeah, he probably is. Uh, he is sixty-seven. Yeah. So he he's been acting for like sixty odd years. So it, it's something that he said that he, it, that he found it strange to not be doing at least once a year. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I want to call me Horn. Is she older than him? Yeah, I think so. She's 73, yeah. Bloody hell. She's six years older than him. Really? Yeah. She don't look bad for 73, to be fair. Yeah. No. Do you know what? God, Jesus Christ, think... she's older than my mum. Wow. Sorry, that fucking hell. Sorry, yeah. Um, no, I was just going to tangent for a second. I've been, me and Isabel have been watching American Horror Story. Joan Collins looks absolutely fucking banging for 85. What? You keep going on about this. <laughs> you haven't watched it, have you? No, I'm not. I just, it actually it. blew my mind how old she actually is. Cool. Sorry. Cool. It is cool. No. I didn't know you was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's Ace. Curacao. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck me. Um, did you also notice as well, um, in Death Proof, I swear he calls someone Kitty Cat at some point, and in this he calls her Kitty Kate. Yeah. I like that. That just kind of seems like that's a Kurt Russell thing. Uh, yeah, there was a couple. I can't remember. There was a couple of little nods to things that I noticed within it. Uh, Becky, you you were very baffled about the fact that there was no Rudolph, weren't you? Yeah, where the fuck was Rudolph? But then I'm saving him for the sequel, dude. Eh? I'm saving him for the sequel. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, he only comes out if it's foggy. Doesn't he? Hey, you laughed at me a lot during a moment, didn't you? Yeah, why did I laugh at you? After his sleigh went all down and everything like that. Yeah, but why did I laugh at you? I can't remember now. Because I asked what they were going to do now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's basically the premise of the whole movie, Mark. <laughs> yeah, all I, all I said, right, was all you know, the other sleigh crashes like that. I went, what are they going to do now? Becky and Isabel just burst out fucking laughing at me. Because you sounded so earnest. <laughs> like... like that is literally what is more about to watch what they're <laughs> going to do now. Dicks. It was the way you said it. <gasps> What's going to do now? It was cute. Fuck off. Bless you, God. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's an awful lot more to say. It's not... I, I, it's to not... be fair, I, I, I think we've successfully rinsed the shit out of that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's great. I, 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 it, will, it will get watched every year. You might not want to watch yeah. it every year, but I, I will happily watch it every year. No, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's it's not going to go up there in like the top Christmas movies. No, it's not there, but it, it, it's it's. But it's it's watchable enough when you've got to fill the whole of December with Christmas movies. It'll be in there somewhere. It's something that I, that, I, that I will look forward to.
got no sleigh with reindeer. No sack on my back. You're gonna see me coming in a big black Cadillac. Oh, it's Christmas time, pretty baby. And the snow is falling on the ground. Will you be a real good little baby? Santa Claus is back in town. Talk to me, ladies. Piano in this joint. One more thing. Hang up your pretty stockings. Turn out the lights. Santa Claus is coming down your chimney tonight. Oh, it's Christmas time, pretty baby. And the snow is falling on the ground. Oh, you be a real good little baby. Santa Claus is back in town. Listen to me now. Will you be a real good little baby? Cause Santa Claus is back in town. Yeah, I'm back.